dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. All right, welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Um, Nick, you're getting good at this. This is three in a week, basically. Yeah, it's Tuesday. We did last Monday, last Wednesday, and now tonight. We're doing pretty all right. And I'm again with the non-alcoholic variety. Yeah. I have uh, from Deschutes, Black Butte. All right. I have a Heineken, 0.0. And I have a Polliner, Weissen Rattler that has uh, lemon in it. So I'm being good tonight. I promised my wife I would come home not drunk, which is new for me. Ew. And uh, I we we came down here to our special guest uh, site location. Yes. And we stopped at the liquor store, and uh, I happened to pull up some cider boys along with some gummy worms and some beef jerky and anything so, else I could find at the checkout stand. So I lived in Plainwell 18 years. Yeah. And that was the first time I've ever been to third base. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you have a kid, First right? time. You have a kid, right? I do. My <laughs> parents used to own them. Did they really? Yeah. So. My friend, it would have been the Laytons. Like my mom's. What was her name? The Laytons. Um, Ralph Layton. My mom and dad, but no. What was it called when they owned it? I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically that same building. Yeah. Well, you should call the Bonnie Gallup. That was a long time ago. That, was was, that would have probably been because it was a long time That's ago. That's what it used to be called, was the Bonnie Gallup. And that might have been what it was called when my grandparents owned it. Yeah, it was oh. my first time. Great selection. So, as I haven't been here in years. Great selection. We're joined by quite a few guests. We are. Uh, Mike. I Candy's here. Uh, the I Candy's here, not on camera. Not on camera. What do you have? I have basically a lot of Cider Boys, too. It's a kind of a tropical pack. So, Summer packs. So we've got some a blueberry, like a passion fruit guava, um, a pina colada one. So a few different ones. Okay, I'm raising my hand. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you guys get a kickback from no. mentioning no. all these beers on your. We so hope that's that, our goal. Yeah. We hope that the more we mention them, the yeah. better. Okay, guys, then the more, go, the more we tag them on. Then let's yeah. go to liquor. Okay. So we are joined by very special guests. First, Yvonne Henderson, who's one of my absolute favorite people of all time. Yvonne, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Jameson yes. on the rocks. I, so maybe Mr. Jameson will kick in some. I, I should have known that because in the back of my vehicle right now are about 18 Jameson <laughs> bottles. Are the other 18 Crown Royal? Uh, there are several Crown Royal in there as well. All right, all right. Hey. That's what we're watching. We're watching. It is. I have not gotten bottles for quite a while. Let's qualify that and say it was several months in the future. This is a few years worth of drinking. I'm not going to lie about it. It's been several years. And, of course, one of my favorite people as well, uh, back for his second visit to Bucks and Brews, Mr. Steve Henderson. Yes. So, last time we had Steve on, uh, Mike and I talked to Steve about the old days, and Nick had eight million questions to ask and we didn't let him ask any of them. So this time, I'm a little more prepared. I actually have some real business questions. 
Yeah. But before we get to that, we still need to know what Steve is drinking. And he had a story for us. He does. Legendary brown wine. Brown wine, you say. Now, in case you missed it last time, it's made the main ingredient. It's Crown Royal. Yes. There's somebody who's paying attention. Somebody. And a little Brown bit of salt out. Ice and either squirt or seven off. And, and if this were a video, you could see behind David is a quilt. That's <laughs> Crown Royal. That, that is Crown Royal. Crown Royal. Oh. <laughs> if I would have known this, I would have gotten Steve a Crown Royal mask for when oh, COVID hit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> People were making those. I, I will say, Steve is very disappointed today because the drink girl is not here to make drinks. That's true. I can't. Just can't believe she's not here, but we're going to. We're gonna forge on ahead with us. And so we're gonna start this episode because you have a, you have a story that you're gonna tell me about a, a good shot story. Okay. We we're, since we're talking about our drinks, let's talk about a shot. Might as well. Our favorite bar, our home bar, is just down the way here, and uh, I, there's no reason why I can't. No, absolutely. Give, okay, give a well, shout out. Orangeville Tavern. Okay. Former. Formerly known oh, as yeah. Orangeville Tavern. Yeah, now it is called the Gun River Inn. Yeah. Little class Sorry, has been added mm. to it, but a Gun River Inn, it's called uh, now. But in our day, it was the Orangeville Tavern. It will always be the Orangeville Tavern yes. to me. Uh, kind of like the Sears Tower. OBG, that's what we call it. Okay. One of the two bars that I ever got thrown out of in my life. I just want to make sure everybody knows it was all just a big misunderstanding. Now, the other place I got thrown out of was a green top downtown Calgary. <laughs> and I'm amazed anybody could get thrown out of there. And it seemed to be some sort of a misunderstanding also, but nevertheless. <laughs> but we were, my wife and I were at Orangeville Tavern one night. I think she was with me. But anyhow, it has room at the bar for eight people. And we went in there. And I'll tell you what, those people are so good and so gracious. We walked in there. They just happened to be doing shots. They said, come on, you're in here with us. We were there for a half an hour. And we drank eight shots. Where everybody knows your name. Well, at the end of the eight shots, nobody knew your name. But it yeah, didn't no. matter. They didn't know their own name. They only really see here on that, that one. Sounded like my trip to Wisconsin. That's, a, that's our hometown. Everybody knows our But anyhow, I just want to say that that is a great fire noise. But it always used to be a little rough. That's why they didn't change the There's up. still bullet holes in there. <clears throat> yeah. I, I will say, I have only ever been kicked out of one bar. Which one was that? Uh, the intersection up in Grand Rapids. It seems you're not allowed to fall asleep on the table. When you do that, they kick your ass right on out. So you get, oh, you get cut off at Woody's. Just Overserved. Oh. I did get cut off at Woody's a few weeks ago, and then people decided, hey, let's go drinking elsewhere. And that was a bad night. Is that what you call is getting cut off and getting kicked out the same thing to you people? No, no. I got kicked out of the intersection. I got cut off. I'm not sure I've ever been kicked out of place. I would have got kicked out of airway lanes up in Portage. Oh, I drank yeah. a bit. You were belligerent. Water that day. You were belligerent, uh, weren't you? I a little bit, yeah. I did. Some, well, I wasn't necessarily belligerent, but I did some things that you'd only expect drunk people mm. to do. 
Well, those are the kind of things that I often do so. I, I will say, Nick, it's not necessarily that I got kicked out. It was he needs to wake up or he needs to get the hell out because he is not allowed to sleep on the table. Yeah, it's weird how that works. So yeah. they, they're they're in fear of being accused of overserving. Yeah. So, so Don decided, no, let's go home. No, they're not. You took up a seat where somebody <laughs> could be buying a drink. Oh, that too. Okay. So, yeah, 15, 20 years ago, there was a park. I don't even what it was called. It was a corner Millum in West. Mm-hmm. Before it was like a wall era, yeah, and, and everything else. And I mean, I didn't get I had to accompany a friend that got kicked out because he was peeing on the side of the building. <laughs> they went to me and they're like, You seem to be the most like, hit here, so you need to get from was he inside or outside? <laughs> he was outside. Hey, I mean, at least he was outside. He went out to smoke and then he decided to pee on the building. Uh, I would I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. So before we ramp up into this, Nick, you should tell us because, you know, Steve listens to every episode we do because he knows how to find them all. Um, You should tell him about your bar tab. So you guys are uh, some some liquor drinkers. Sophisticated drinkers. Yeah, of course. Right. I wouldn't say that. Well, so I, I, I had to go on a little emergency trip to pick my mom up to Wisconsin last week or the week before that, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, I'm visiting hours are over, so I go to the bar. And uh, I get to I get to a bar, and um, I walk in, I order a tall Bud Light, and the bartender looks at me, and she goes, if by tall Bud Light you mean a, a bottle of Bud Light, here you go. So, <laughs> and I look at their bourbons. And they have some Eagle Rare. They have some Larceny. They have a couple bottles of Pappy Van Winkle. They have, yeah, say. And so, right, um, oh, uh, Blanton's. So I, I, I order all of it. Just, I, you know, there's, you to try them all. I did. There's, you know, there's four shots of Blanton's left, and I wanted the topper of it. And she goes, oh, there's a little left. And I was like, I don't care. Just take it. So she pours it, and uh, you know the the pappy was a ten year and a twelve year, and she said the uh, the owner's a, you know he's a big bourbon fan. She said come back in the morning and he might you know share his twenty and twenty five here with you. It's it's in the back. He wasn't there in the next morning. Granted, I was in no condition at that point, but uh, let's say I you know I, I I had myself a few drinks. And uh, when it was all said and done for the night, when I went bar hopping with some locals, because that's what you do when you're in a small town, um, I ended up getting my bar tab, and it was $26. What? Yep. That's the way Wisconsin is. Yeah, that was uh, wow. It was wonderful. I, I triple checked. As, as sober as I was, I made sure I triple checked. I was paying my <coughs> entire bar tab for everything that I drank. Nick, how much did you tap? Uh, about 50 bucks. <laughs> well, yeah. I still think you were under. I was very. Oh, if I had to put, you know, we were talking about it. If I, if I bought those in Grand Rapids, the 10 year of Pappy, they want $400 for the 12 year of Pappy. Yep. In Grand Rapids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pappy is very expensive. Yeah. And uh, that's why we've never heard of it. <laughs> so Nick shared a video with me once on TikTok of this. Husband and wife, 
and she mixed herself a drink. And it was oh, the last cookies. Yeah. Oh, was it cookies? Yeah, she made cookies. Oh my god, she made cookies. What is he? Chocolate chip cookies. Yes. Oh, yeah. With Happy Van Wyn. <laughs> and her husband tastes it and he's like, oh my god, these are great. Where did you get the liquor for this? Oh, I just emptied that little <laughs> bottle. I mean, you only have a few cents in that little bottle. I just emptied that one out. And he lost it. <laughs> She's like, what? It tastes great. He goes, it should. They're like $10,000 cookies. No, I mean, you know, uh, on the, if you, nobody could ever find it, you know, for for regular price. It's you know, it's cheap. But if if you were to buy it from from someplace that knows what they're doing, it's a twenty five hundred dollar bottle. So just for the ten year. So where's Pappy's? Is it a Tennessee bourbon? Yep. Is it a yep. Kentucky bourbon? Kentucky. 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 Yep. So not bourbon. It's um, from Kentucky. You know, she's from Kentucky. That's where her family. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. And then uh, so I oh I also had some Weller, um, which was. Um, you know, I had I had myself a very fine time for about a dollar a drink. Oh my gosh! And uh, you know, I I knew what I was doing, and I was regretting putting my debit card out there, but I was okay with it. And oh, when yeah. I got my bar tab, I switched to cash and just said, "Here you go." Wow. Um, Wisconsin is a great state. Yeah. And I, so is the UP of Michigan. Yep, very similar. Oh, see, I don't know. I found my alcohol in the UP to be expensive. For some reason. It's... Compared to that. No, I, yeah. I told them, I said, I said, I will gladly buy a plane ticket once a week to fly out to Wisconsin <laughs> to drink here for those prices and fly back home and I'll still have a cheaper tab. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a... Uh, yeah, that was a wonderful time. Holy cow, I have service. Do we? Is this scam call? No, it is not. Oh, that's not good. Oh. Call us, Nick. Do you guys call answer the hey, scam when calls? When we get a scam call, we do it on air. Oh, let's oh, call it. We do. We do it on air because we oh. we had a guy call Wednesday. And oh. I think he was selling life insurance. Yep. Oh, that's funny. And see your citizen life. Yeah. Because Nick's definitely a senior citizen. And I Nick's biggest mistake was he goes, Hey, this is Nick, you're on the air. No. <laughs> right here. Here's the guy yeah. you want to fuck with. You can say fuck. You can say fuck. Fuck. Say fuck, say fuck to fuck with spam calls. FCC yeah. is gonna be right. here in about Won't well, let me be. Well, <laughs> you're doing the helicopter fly over here. Like, yeah, yeah. Nick's Nick's just basically sitting there telling you, Yeah, we're on air. Tell us about yourself. Well, I'm I'm trying to do my job. Well, yeah, tell us about your job. What do you? <laughs> I talked to him for a good forty five seconds before he's like, "Yeah, I gotta go buy plane." <laughs> Next time, Nick, don't tell him you're on air. Just say, "Hey, tell me about yourself. Let's we'll oh, see where we go." Well, I'm gonna use that trick. Next time I answer, yeah. "Hey, you're on air." Yep. It was great. It, it was, was. It was a lot. Of just over there laughing, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." No, tell tell everybody here what you're doing. <laughs> We had decided to put up any on Monday because Nick got a call right before we hit record and they were trying to sell him life insurance. Oh, and yeah. he's like, yeah, tell me about it. So, you know, the guy's talking for a minute and I go, hey, I got a question. And they go, yeah, what's your question? I said, I buy life insurance after I'm dead because that's the kind I want. <laughs> and they just kind of sat there for 10, 15 seconds and they go, uh, fine. Goodbye. <laughs> I thought it was a legit question. I, I did too. 
I really wanted to know. So, Nick, did you want to start with questions or? Because I know you had a lot of things you never got to get to, or do I need to start with some questions to jog your memory? I mean, so, you know, we have a million questions about business. So, Steve, you were, you were a builder slash handyman slash um, company owner, right? I mean, the man of many trades and never mastered a single one, right? So, no, um, I mastered the one where I told everybody what to do. Oh, that's dude. the most important thing. That's why you made the most money. No, 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 no. Let me reiterate. He mastered the one where he could bullshit his way into customers' hearts. And that's what he did. He was a salesman. And that's what he did. Yeah, peanuts to an elephant. And yeah, I can see that on you, Steve. Especially to the uh, little old ladies of the world. Yeah. Hey, Robin and Blind, huh? They loved him. That's one thing. Okay, Yvonne was in business with me too, as well as our son. That's one thing I never did. I never charged anybody, any one person, any different than the other. Yep. Started them all the same. Now, once in a while, someone was a real asshole. We did put in a amount. Well, did you did you write it on the receipt too? Nah, that's too bad. I would. No, we used we just took money and went right to the bar. Yeah. yeah. Let's say there you go. The word was called uh, overhead, overhead and profit. Yeah, because you know, oh, that, that was that well, was yeah, but still that was the asshole quotient. That's but, where it came in. Um, but no, Steve was the salesman in the business. He always was. Besides being a pretty talented earner uh, in his day, but his sales skills he could have long time he could have sold ice to an Eskimo. Put it that way. I know that's really stupid thing to no, say, it's, but it's, a true it's the thing. truth. It's the truth. Why? Because because the ice that we have, right? It's clear ice. You can see through this ice. There's no see all the no, imperfections. Exactly. There's no defects in our ice. That ice right there, it's cloudy and has defects. Yeah, oh yeah. Nice. I've yeah. always said it doesn't matter what it is. Give me the best of any product, and I can sell it. Yeah, of course. But you always want to stick with the best. That's what you want. I, it, and we have a reputation in this town, in this area that we live in, always have had. And uh, a lot of people are laughing or answering. Well, they probably are, but, Best but, but the proof in the pudding is the fact that with the ret return business yep. that we've had from former customers, their children call us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've been in business that long that the children call us. And Did she just call me an old fuck yeah, that I need to understand. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure I can understand no, what was just happening there, but we probably should just let that go. Say, we'll uh, we'll skip over that one. But anyway, so that's no, that's be honest. Give a good, give a good product. Oh. Your product is good. That's all that needs to be said. Uh, so I was uh, I went and seen a tenant today who. It's funny because you know my office doesn't love her and she's kind of a pain in the butt. But I showed up there with a big smile on my face, and right when I walk out of the car, I said, "How's the business going? Right? How's t-shirts going?" And she's like, "Oh, it's great." And she makes these custom sandals with bedazzles, and then we just start talking because I have a t-shirt, and I was like, "Oh, did you go to One Stop? Yeah, I did. I love this. No, did you get your vinyl from here? Oh, I forgot about that." And so we we I mean really like she was completely just 
relaxed, no problems, no issues. Because you have a rapport with her. Oh, you're having a rapport. And, and, you know, my whole office can't stand her. And I'm sitting here just going, oh, man, I'm going to shoot the shit for an hour. <laughs> and, you know, it was, at the end of it, she was very happy. She's excited because she she fell back into the business. And we were talking, she goes, you know, I, I'd give her what I would call my own business advice, right? And she's like, yeah, it's something where, you know, I, I messed something up or I had I missed a deadline. So we'll give her $5 off here. And I said, you know, $5 off here, $10 off here. And I was like, no. You never take money off. And the best part for me was, you know, as the landlord aspect, I said, it's kind of like a, being a landlord, right? When a tenant wants a discount on rent for something that didn't happen, right? It was like, that's a slap in the face. And she goes, yeah, I can see that. And I was like, you know what you do? You offer a 25% off coupon, right? And she goes, oh, then they come back. And I was like, exactly. It didn't cost you money. You've actually made more money. And then after that one, you know what you do? You give them a, hey, thanks for being a returning customer. Here's 10% off your next order, right? And I was like, now you've got three orders out of these damn people. They're excited. You're excited. And, and now you have a lifelong customer. And she goes, that's so great. And I was like, you don't have to get the discount right away. You get the discount for coming back, right? You get the discount for understanding that, hey, these types the, of things. You don't give the discount for nothing. Exactly, yeah. right? And, and so she's like, oh, that's good advice. And I was like, Look, that first one's free. The, the rest of it, you're going to have to listen to the podcast here. That's <laughs> it. Always so, plugging, we are. Well, that's, you know, I showed her I showed her my keychain. I was like, because she's like, oh, I need business cards. I was like, you've been in business eight months and don't have cards yet? I was oh, like, right. Vistaprint, Staples. Go on, figure out what you want to do. And yeah. I was like, you know, it's 10 bucks. Ten bu and if you don't have, exactly. if you're not handing out business cards like your candy, especially being a startup company, you're, you're doing it wrong. That's yeah. the cheapest thing in the world. Yeah. Is business cards. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I, no matter what you have, I don't care if you're selling world's finest chalk. Buy business cards because yeah. they're ten bucks for five hundred of them, and if you get one sale off of that, granted world's finest, you have to do ten sales. But you know, if you sell one thing on most business, you've made your money back instantly for that. Plus, you profited. Plus, you've made you know, like yes. it's just so much to it. Like business cards are so cheap, and yes, most. I don't care if it's ninety nine percent of people put it in their pocket, throw it away, do whatever. It's that one percent that literally matters. Yep. I think you go right with Ken what you said about you know giving the business to your because I think in every business I basically say it, it's cheaper to keep an existing customer than it is to find a new customer. Exactly. Well, and that existing customer spreads the word. Yes. I mean that's that's where. That's where business comes in is the word of mouth. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is what our business has always been based on is word of mouth. And you don't get that word of mouth unless you're worth the word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Well, and so now we're, we're going to skip past everything. I'm going to go straight to the to the final. Um, so, Steve, you're retired. Ron, you're retired. Yes. So now why are you not getting spiffs or kickbacks from people that you're referring people who still call you? Why haven't you put that fee in there? Well, actually, 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 there we go. <laughs> actually, Steve, it depends on what it is. Steve still has his fingers in his uh, subs. Yeah. Oh, do you? So the fingers are still there. Good. With oh. the subs. I mean, if Steve, and he does, refers, because old customers still call us, whether we're retired or not. But we don't do that with old customers. No. It's new customers. 
But if he recommends one of our subs that are fabulous, we have fabulous subs, um, they they give him a kickback. Oh, it's great. And that's, that's how it, you know. That's how the world rolls, right? And it's how it should be in this business. You know, I... I hold the knowledge, right? And that's worth something. Exactly. You know, I was, uh, somebody got mad at me the other day because I gave them, I gave them a, a person with money, right? Um, and okay, the money cost them 10%. It cost them some points. And they got mad because I put a 2% fee on that. And it, they're like, oh, what's this 2% fee? And it came to me. I told them it's going to cost them, right? Ahead of time. And granted, they thought it was going to be a beer or they thought it was going to be some tacos or something. Which it was way more, but they're like, why, why am I giving you this? And I was like, well, I'm already paying $100,000 for the house. And I was like, you wouldn't have that $100,000 house that's worth $250,000? Because you don't have the money, and I found you the money. I was like, I literally, I did all the work for you. You had to make one phone call because guess what? I know the person, and now you know them. You're going to pay that fee one time, and now you can use them a million times. Mm -hmm. right? I'm not charging you every single time. I'm not doing this every time. It's a, hey, you know what? I need to protect what I have for knowledge because I'm starting to learn my wealth. Like my value is worth so much to people, you know? And for the longest time in my life, I didn't know I had value. And then like, I had a guy today. He's like, Hey Nick, I'm really hoping you can bail me out. I was like, yep. Yeah, what is Oh, I need a plumber. Well, you know, here, here's my plumber. I'm not going to get a kickback, mm -hmm. but I also know that that guy has sold me a house. So I'll give him almost everything because he's already made my money. Right. He, he sold me the $100,000 house for $250,000. So. so we got a message the other day from a lady who wants to open up a rape room in Hastings. Yeah. Don and I are talking, and she goes, yeah, I, I'm kind of on the fence, but I told her, you know, for a consulting fee, I'll help out. Works. And I'm like, okay. She goes, plus Hastings is a ways. I'm like, yeah, it's about 45 minutes. And she goes, well, that's closer than I was thinking. Yeah, I don't want to do this. No. I said, well, here's the deal. She's going to open it anyways. You might as well make some money off of her opening it. And Don goes, yeah, that's that's a point to it. I said, in all honesty, because, you know, there's all these websites out there that say you can open up a rage room for three grand. Maybe we need to start a rage room consulting business where they can pay you to consult on how to open up a successful business. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. exactly. You have absolutely mentioned that, yes. And, and you have to look at yes. that. That's yep. 2% right there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at that and, and, you know, the thing that I'll tell you, right, is Dawn's looking at it from the picture of she's never done it. Now, Steve, you've been in this forever. How many times have you, I mean, how many times has somebody called you and said, hey, I need a light change? And you're like, look, you can change your own light bulb. You don't want to pay me 50 bucks to come change it, right? I've oh. said that to people and a lot of them, they just don't care. That's exactly it, right? And so the thing is, is like, I got Dawn. Hang out. Don, Don can tell people, you know, I tell people all the time how to buy real estate. I tell people how to find money. I tell people, I give away so much free knowledge. And it's funny because my whole career, I've, I've, you know, people are like, ah, you know what? Like I quit wasting my time because people don't ever do anything with it. It's that 1% that might. And, you know, it's really, it's, it's one to 2% that are actually going to take what you say and actually go do something with it. But 98% are just listening. And they don't ever actually take action. No, I mean, you know, I I get so tired of, hey, you know what? I, I, I call a tenant, right? And they're like, hey, my, my light above my stove doesn't work. And I was like, is there a light bulb? Yeah, yeah, of course. My contractor gets over there. There's no light bulb. And I was like, I'm charging that 50 bucks. And they're 
well, why? And I was like, because I asked you if there was a light bulb. You told me yes, and there isn't one. And again, it wasn't an issue that I should have fixed. It was an issue you could have, and any person in the world could have. My six-year-old just grabbed a uh, a spatula off the counter, so she I know she can officially reach that light bulb too. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Stephen said something earlier. You know, if you give him the best product, he can sell it to anybody. Mm -hmm. So this actually came from my wife. So obviously we see lumber prices are, you know, they went out of control for a while. They're coming back down a little, little, little. And, you know, obviously you're lucky because you're not doing this on a daily basis, obviously anymore. And Don's a part of a lot of these business groups and they're like, I don't know what to do. If I cut quality, I'm not putting out something I like. If I charge more, they're getting mad that I'm charging more. And she kind of wanted to know how you would handle that. If you're a business, let's just say you're in business and you're having trouble, cutting back in quality is the very last place. Back on. Give more service, give better quality or as good a quality stuff as you've been given. The price, I mean, you can only do what you can do. And if you can't make money. It's not necessarily your fault, but the, the biggest the biggest take here is to be honest, to be honest with the people. Listen, I can quote you because I've looked it up. I can quote you the price of this material, and this is why I have to charge what I'm charging. I mean this that's the biggest deal. And if you can, you can show them in paper, if they need the proof, um, you just be honest with them and don't, don't, don't try to hornswoggle someone. Just be honest. That is the biggest thing you can do. Well, when I start, when we started out, we had nothing. We knew nothing. We just, all we had was just our, our own ability for hard work and stuff. Our when, families. Okay. I'm going to tell the silly little story, but I okay. just think it's really significant. When we started the construction business, our Brent, you know our yep. Brent, he's a little bit older than you are, David, okay. but um, was just a little guy. And all we had, what car, what did we have at the time? I don't even you know. I don't even know. Yeah, maybe it was the Buick That was one work truck. That, he used the trunk to put his tool. No, but this is when we lived on Main Street. Where I'm going. Did we have? Okay. Yeah. So I had a bicycle. And I had a little kitty seat on the back that I would put Brent in on the back, ride my bike to Harding's. And wrote a check for the little girl and I had a basket. So I had to bring my groceries back, wrote a check for the groceries that I wasn't sure was going to clear. Because it just, took three days for a check to get through. And, and it was, that was a good thing back then. So, I mean, that is how we started on a shoestring mm -hmm. out of the trunk of a Buick Skylark uh, running, starting our business. And it, it worked. It worked because he finally, he found, Steve found, that that's his niche. That was it. He was good at carpentry. He was good I with loved it. people. Still do. 
And that, I think, no matter what, no matter what business you go into, it's having a passion. I, I know that's a cliche word that everybody says, but it's the truth. You got to love kind of, you got to love what you're doing and love being with people. If that's your, if that's your business and business, Hey, business is business with people. There's no getting around it. Uh, however you deal with it, but that, you know, that was our beginning and here we are today. And we were lucky. We always did business with other good reputable people. Yeah. Not everybody was, but 90% of them were. Well, that's, you know, that's the biggest key that I find, right, is is you associate with the, the reputable people. Yes. You know, and then you can ask the office that I work for. I'm a stubborn asshole because, right, they'll, they'll question me. Oh, you know, I, I use a company called Cherry Valley Plumbing and Electric, right, out there in Hastings. And they're like, oh, when are they going to get out here and do that? What? How come they're not following it up? And I'm like, number one, never, never question my company because they've never once let us down. If you ever find a time that they go, well, is the drywall done? Make the phone call. Well, we should know that. No, we shouldn't, right? We should get a bill that says this is done. This is what it is. If you have a question after that, then come to me, right? But like, don't, and, and but the people that I work with, they're just, they don't think this way. They, they treat everybody as, you know. Because they don't. Get, no, not at all. They right? don't know the business. No. That's, that's you know, you, you talk about having a passion for it. Do I have a passion? You know, I think your passion can burn out as well. But um, yeah. I was drinking. I was drinking with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law the other day. That never happens. No, yeah. never. And uh, who would who would get? But you know, I was drinking some old fashions. You know, or a few in. And my sister-in-law goes, "Oh, this uh, this lamp. We we can't get the uh, the light." Ball, You're going to make broke. me an old-fashioned before this is over. This ain't good. Right. <laughs> uh, she's like, the light bulb broke. I can't get it out. Oh, whatever. Like, I can get that. <laughs> My wife's like, grab a potato. And I was like, I've never got a potato to work. Like, either. Have you tried it, though? Yep. I've tried it. I've never got it to work. So yep. that's exactly what I did. I was like, just give me yes. some damn needle nose pliers. I'm going to take okay. it. Okay. okay, unplug the lamp first. Right, of yeah. course. Just like, I twisted it up. And then all of a sudden she goes, uh, you know, light works. She goes, oh, maybe you could do the hallway light. Okay, and, you know, I was like, what, what's wrong with the hallway light? She know, it doesn't work. I was like, give me your voltmeter. Like, let's test it. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't want to do this because you don't have a light. They're like, hold on. We have a light that we're supposed to put in the closet. Here you go. And I was like, okay. Um, I take the light down. The wires are actually, you know, they're, they're actually uh, the heat sealed the shrink tubing. They're kind of heat. Oh. They're together. So, all right, no big deal. I cut the I cut the wire. My brother-in-law's over here. He's spending ten minutes looking for wire cutters. And I was like, just give me a damn knife. Like so, I it was it was a solid wire. So I was really excited. It wasn't that frayed stuff. And so I got a solid wire. I was like, that's really nice. Like, cut that back. Grab a knife. Cut, cut. And I was like, all right, you're gonna learn how to do this. We're having fun. And he's like, okay. Takes. I was like, hey, put this wire to this wire. Put this wire to this wire. Line these two up, make sure your mesh is there, slide it in, screw this up. He goes, oh, I just, you know, make sure you tape around it. And he goes, that was quick. And I go, yeah, it's not hard. Like, you just got to enjoy it. Like, and he goes, all right, we're going to do the, uh, oh, we're going to do the, uh, the, the closet one next. And I was like, give another light. He goes, no. He goes, tomorrow. I said, well, as long as the drinks up work, we'll do a second light, you know, but. If I, I, I have a tenant that needs a light, 
And it's been so long. It's just kind of the pain of the butt. I'm like, look, I'll do it when you're not home. <laughs> because I don't have to listen to you talk. But, you know, I, I the, the, the fun, I mean, I know what to do. I've done it a million times. And, yeah. You know, but if a tenant's sitting there watching, it just becomes a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We just, we just, we didn't know any better. All we knew is what we knew. Oh, uh, what our parents taught us. They both, they all hooked us up with good people. And I, when did you start? I actually started. This is where I think I started. Uh, be back when I was 14 years old, I think, maybe 13. We'll say 14. My godparents owned the hardware store downtown Plainwood. Okay. Gore's Sale. So they brought me in to just be good to me. And I helped them, you know, did stuff, but then they got me into waiting on customers. And that was it. That's where I really started. I love talking to people. I would have never guessed that either. <laughs> it's it's funny because you know when I've needed something done and it was something you didn't do, I always knew who to call because you'll give me somebody like when I needed the roof done yeah. a few years ago and you're like, yeah, I, I can't do roofs anymore. And I'm like, that's fine. Who do you got? And you sent me Spencer. Yeah. And he came and did a great job. And I remember you calling me and you're like, there's gonna be nails in the driveway. They do it. Good job picking them up. There's going to be some. You know, I never found one nail in the driveway because they were all on my porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your porch caught them. My yeah, porch caught them. Porch caught But we, and, I, and I've said this before, we have great subs. Steve made a point of making sure, because that's the backbone of our business. You know, now. Well, but there's a lot. Yeah, I guess in a way it is. But, you know, our best plumber, our best, the roofer, mm. the electrician. Good story about when you're done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our plumber. Oh, yeah. We we have had the same named plumber well, for. He actually, when I first started. 40, 40 years. Longer? No, I think you're right. That's about 40 years. He was 15 years old, worked with his dad, Danny Sherman. Point. Yeah. And but his dad was Danny Sturman too. So we had his dad, Danny Sturman, first. Oh, and he now still works for us now. Now we have the and son. Now he's 55 years old. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. Well, that's a long time. Yeah. That's, that's more than 40. 15 to 55 is 40. There you go. Okay, Mr. Matt. Hey. Mr. Matt. You don't have to do math to be successful. Only when you're cutting some wood, right? <laughs> I was saying. I uh, I I have a I have a really fun one. Measure twice, cut once. Yeah. I have a really fun one for you. So right now I'm I'm working on my wife's starter. And I have to take out a bolt. And my you were just a jack of all trades. My, kind of is. my my twelve my twelve millimeter won't fit. It's just a bit too big. My eleven too small. My seven eighths too small, my half too big. Hmm. There's no in between of any part of any of this. Okay. It must be a metric. You need like a. Uh, I did 11 to 12 and it's, it's not working. Yeah. They make wrenches. Oh, grab that nut. It is really 
not any size. Yeah, I pinches down. I just don't. I I don't know if I have space to get in there. I'll figure. Honestly, I'm just gonna end up working it out. Real problem. They don't give enough space. Yeah, to work. but and, 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 and I think what the what the problem is is it's got enough corrosion where it's built mm -hmm. up enough uh, rust. The actual head isn't what it's supposed to be. Um, Can you heat it? Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm probably not going to, to be honest with you. I'm just going to be lazy as shit. I'm going to go spend that eighty dollars to buy a brand new starter instead of because I. So right now my wife drives an 05 Honda Pilot, and we have an 03 Honda Pilot sitting in our driveway that's been there for a year, just broke down. Um, well, it's not broke down, we just let the battery die. And uh, all of a sudden I was talking to my brother this morning, and I was like, hey, I'm having this issue. Everything's looking good. He goes, it's got to be the starter. He goes, just tap it. And I was like, I don't have two people. So but he's like, you have a parts car right in the driveway. And I was like, oh, I do. That's right. So I started kind of wrenching on that one. And I was like, oh, never mind. I'm just, I'm just going to buy a new one. Um, the only reason I didn't want to buy a new one is because if it's not the starter, then I'm 80 bucks into that. I'm 150 bucks into the battery. You know, it, something could keep going the more and more. But we're both pretty positive it's just that one part. So I'll get that ordered up and take care of that. Like getting bound on the ground. That much fun unless you're for the birds. Oh, no, I'm poor. I don't have a Poor my ass. Yeah, I see. My, my neighbor... Uh my neighbor, every time I work on it, so I just changed my, I changed my alternator a month ago, whatever it was, not even, and uh, he comes over and, oh, I was changing my brakes and I, I broke a tool and he's like, yep, this is why I pay people. And I was like, look, I don't have rich people money, okay? <laughs> what tool did you break? I actually broke the head off of my ratchet. Like, I stripped the entire thing off. How in the hell did you do that? Muscle, baby. I guess <laughs> And uh, I was so thankful, but I just, you know, I'm, while I'm in the middle of working, I don't want to sit here and deal with going to take it back, so I just grabbed another one, and, and it's funny, I grabbed it today, and I was like, this piece of shit, and I threw it again, and, uh, you know, I say, I I do that all the time, like, I always get so mad when something doesn't go right, and I, just, I throw stuff, and I'm like, I'm done, two seconds, go right back at it, you know, because, you know, you know, and there you are, you know, working on your cars that you have. Yep. And you, you talk, we talk about the car issue right now. Uh, first of all, buying a new car is for the very wealthy. Uh, and even, I don't even think they can get them. So here we are working on the, because your cars have value right now. I mean, in this world of used cars. Oh, yeah. Those have, this, that's a great car, the Honda Pilot. I have a CRV and I love my CRV. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a a skill that people wish to have because you you need to keep your old cars and or pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to have someone do that now than when you and I were exactly going. oh yeah and that's and, you know I brought it into the shop because I was getting lazy for a minute in my life and I I don't know what I needed done but the guy quoted me like nine hundred dollars and I was like you're the dumbest person I've met I was like no I. Uh, I will trailer it back home for the $50 tow bill. But on the other hand, yeah. to make uh, well, the average car payment right now, if you were to buy a brand new car, is over uh, is $1,200 a month yeah, for no the average is. car payment. Average? Yes, it is. It is. It truly is. I just mm. and, and even to pay $900 to have your car repaired and put it back on the road is cheaper than the car payment, yeah. The car payment. That's what I was talking about. 
Somebody that I, just bought a Tesla and yeah, their car payment's eighteen hundred a month. I saw somebody and they were talking about what a great deal they got on their car. They're only paying two hundred and fifty dollars a week. Oh my god. Yeah, you guys are seeing that same thing. That's how they break it down. That is because so people bad. are sitting there going, "Oh, it's only two hundred and fifty dollars," and then like that's a thousand dollars a month. That's a little MG. Yeah. Well, evidently yeah. they make seven, eight thousand dollars a month. Well, don't you? It's Again, what they no. what they do is we they get have no income anymore. Yeah. What they no, do no. is they get people in there that don't know any better. So yeah. we're on the way down here. Here we. I get a phone call. Okay. Caitlin. <laughs> 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 Dad, I love Caitlin stories. At uh, least she called. Yeah. My mortgage company called. I said, okay. They want me to unfreeze my credit. Why? I don't know. They said they needed to unfreeze so they could check something for me. I said, uh-huh. Are they calling you back? And she goes, yeah, I told them I had to call my dad. I'm like, good girl. Now, when they call you back, you're to ask them why they need your credit unfroze. Or you can just conference me in and I I will ask. I said, and if it is to check out a refi rate, you're not interested. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah. I didn't hear back from her, so I'm going to assume <laughs> they wanted to just run a refi exactly. rate. Her rate's like 3.25. 3 yeah. Yeah. Let's so see. you're gonna refi it for what? Six, six, six and a half? No. Yeah. Oh my God. And mind you, my daughter is trusting. She is. So she might fall for that now. She's better now. And doesn't exactly know. She's only a young girl. Doesn't right. Knows, know the ways of the world and the squirrely people that try to screw you. So I'm right. looking. I, I got on Reddit because I could look up things that we might want to talk about on the episodes. Oh. And uh, one of them I saw today, this, this woman is upset about she had gotten a, a zero interest card for 18 months and she's mad now because she's been charged $2,100 interest because she didn't pay it off in time. Okay. It tells you what you're supposed to do. I get that it sucks, but it's follow the rules. Read the fine print. It's right there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. And I, I shouldn't say and you should. You okay. should. Only and I because hate you to say this younger generation that is coming up, they don't pay attention to anything. They don't listen to anybody. They don't pay attention to anything. And then when shit goes wrong, they can't understand why. Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> I, was, I, I think part of it is the fact You're that. You're not in that generation. <laughs> He's a millennial. Uh oh. He's 33. Oh, he's a millennial. Oh, Lord. Okay, you're a smart one. <laughs> so, Lord, save us all. But I was also raised by my grandparents, which is a completely different culture. Right? Part of part of the problem yeah, is, it is different. in school, they're not teaching any of these kids how to critically think about anything. They're just teaching them how to memorize. And you can memorize anything you want. You can be a great student at memorization. That doesn't mean you learn anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can yes. Yes. understand yes. what's going on. And we don't teach any money habits to anybody. This is a terrible... I'm sorry. I interrupted. This could be, this could be this a scam call. Not a scam call? That's too bad. This is something like... We'll let it go. No, I gotta let that go. Okay. Well, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, Bambi. <laughs> You know, Nick and I talked about this because 
poor people, the system is set up against. We had that talk last week. We did, yeah. Um, because really, the best thing for businesses is to keep you poor. Because if you're poor, you're going to keep, you know, making bad choices, you know. Hmm. And well, I, I don't know. I agree with that totally. Okay, well, we can discuss that for sure. So, again. Well, the system is set up to keep people poor. Okay. And but go about the businesses. I agree with. I agree right. with that. About when I say businesses, I'm not necessarily talking like uh, Family Fair or Meyer or stuff like that. I mean, to an extent, maybe because of whatever they might pay. But you know, banks. Banks love poor people oh, because credit card companies because oh, yeah. what do poor people oh, want? They want things. Can we yeah. say the government, or is that not allowed? On oh, oh, I oh you can say whatever you want. Government wants people. Or, well, that's exactly. Well, they're the so, ones that set up the system. That's kind of what we were talking about. Was you know, so when I was younger, right? I mean, just like just like when you guys started out, you started out. And, that might be an important phone call. We have a back to back. Nah, it's it's not. Let's say, just hit the button and ignore it. You know, so when I when I was younger, I you know I had a two I had a two tone Ford Escort. You know, it, it just, it didn't look great. You know, and I got pulled over on constant. And, you know, I just told David, I said, you know, when I get my Chrysler Pacifica family van that looks like it's, you know, got a little bit of money and I'm not causing trouble or anything like that, I get, I get pulled over half the time. And, uh, you know, so the, the idea came up about around the 4th of July, right? This this is what happened was my, my neighbors around me were bitching about people lighting fireworks. They said, oh, you know, it's legal to light fireworks. And I, I made the joke of, oh, it's the week before and the week after. And then they quoted and they're like, nope, it states the day before, the day of, and the day after. And, um, it's a thousand dollar fine. And I said, and I, I responded with, so it sounds like if you're poor and you can't afford a thousand dollar fine, you can't light fireworks. But if you got a thousand bucks, light those some bitches whenever you want. Because that's the worst that's going to happen is you get a thousand dollar fine. Who gives two shit? It, I mean, if you have a thousand bucks, you just that's way like why don't why don't all why don't today? I don't care. A thousand bucks just to blow out. I get charged for it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Right? If you get charged for it, and so it's, it's so the idea is is like right. It's if you're rich, that thousand bucks that that rule doesn't apply to you, right? Because you've already budgeted that. Let's say I go spend ten grand on fireworks. I'm only going to spend nine because I have a thousand dollars to make sure I can pay that fee. You've said it how many times? You know, speeding tickets. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. $100 bill on the ground. Bill Gates ain't bending over to pick it up because it costs more money to bend over to pick it up and it'll just step over the $100. At, at one point in his life, every second, Bill Gates, every second, right? Which people don't, they, they, our brains can't fathom. But every second, Bill Gates was making one $103 a second. Okay, So if he dropped a $100 bill on the ground, it would have taken him more time to pick that bill up than it would have been for him just to continue to walk and let that bill fly. Because every step basically is a second and he would have made more money every single step. So, you know, if you look at it from that sense, like rich people, I mean, a speeding ticket, sure, it hits your, in, hits your insurance and do whatever, but you can buy insurance at any price. You can do it. So speeding tickets, yeah, they're 110 bucks. Back when I was a kid, like, I was like, oh man, I hate the speeding ticket and I hate the insurance. But now I'm just like, I mean, it's 110 bucks. Like, I really want to get there quicker. You know, uh, laws are laws are meant to supposed to 
hey, let's let's make it so these people aren't happening, right? We're, we'll get into a different conversation a whole other time because I just heard something that pissed me off on the TV. But, um, you know, I, I just get so mad, like, looking at that. Like, now that I have $110 to my name, I, that that's just... It's just meant to keep people, the, the, the masses, because the masses are the one that are driving this. Okay, so we, okay. You, you know, you mentioned Bill Gates, and, yeah. and there's a, several other, like, gazillionaires out there that we can talk about. But, yeah. but when it comes to the world of business, for every city in this country, there are businessmen, business people who are wealthy in a lot of people's eyes, but not the Bill Gates wealthy, but wealthy enough in other, in other people's eyes. And what they have done in their cities, communities, is create a market and a job market for people and a good job market, and a good living for people. And I'm saying this because I I know this is at more of a local level than a nationwide mm -hmm. level. You know, you, you can't put that into a Bill Gates thing. So when you talk about that and the people that are wealthy, and maybe they wouldn't bend over either, but they contribute to a community and offering jobs and not just jobs, the good, the good businessmen offer benefits to their people mm -hmm. and a lot of other things. So let's, you know, when we talk about businessmen and business and business companies, not just men, but business women, that and she brought that to do that. Um, I think we have to throw that in there too. Mm -hmm. Because you know, there aren't there really, truly aren't a lot of Bill Gates out there, but there are a lot of really good, very wealthy people who are really good business people. We're not even to 500. But last I knew, I haven't looked in a while, I thought it was 489. Don't quote me. 489 citizens in the U.S. are billionaires. Yeah. Right? Compared to... Right, compared to everybody. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, and then... But billionaires, right? So, like, really just... Yeah, the stupid money, money. The money that, again, we talk about it. one of my favorite things, Mark Cuban yeah. dropping an F-bomb yeah. for 30K, right? When yeah. 30K means nothing to you, man, like, you've done well in your life, yeah. okay? Um, and, uh, you, know, you know, I I love the small business aspect of things like that because they are the ones that give back. They're the ones that, I mean, just like you, you own a business, you coach, right? Granted, right. I don't know if you, you sponsor jerseys for yes. things or whatever, but... Yes. You know, like that. I, some years. One thing I'll tell you is I know that you buy ice cream, right? And that's that's a huge thing, right? <laughs> For um, a bunch of degenerates and, <laughs> and their players. <laughs> you know, but there, there's there was like a couple of other teams that there you go. And that's you know, the small businesses, you know. Um I have quite a few friends from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which is and where I end yeah. up being. And Eau Claire, I'll tell you, absolutely hates Menards. That's where Menards started. That's where they're from. Really? Because the guy, right? Because, I mean, let's say he's probably up in the, I don't know if he's a billionaire, but I would say he's up in the well past $500 million range. Mm -hmm. 
and he does nothing for that. Oh, that see, that's wrong. Like you know, that's that, just his name's on the YMCA, but I didn't see his name on the hospital. I didn't see his name anywhere else. They, you know, I I went to a baseball game that you know was out there. I didn't see Menard sponsoring the baseball field, and that's the kind of thing where it's exactly. like, dude, you you're the same on a race car though because he's making millions yeah. of dollars. Of the race car, kind of thing. Yeah, you get the same race car or whatever where Bart started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, again, you look at a lot of these big chains, and they're just awful Mm -hmm. places to work for, deal with, buy from. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I I don't shop at Walmart. I will not fucking shop at Walmart. I hate Walmart. That's not my deal. I I will go to Myers. But if I'm going to shop for groceries, I really want to go to Horrocks. There's three Horrocks. They got great stuff. See, but I think what is behind the scenes, and that's why that's why cities like Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo and any city, there are people always behind the scenes who don't get their name on buildings, who don't get their name on roads, that contribute, contribute, contribute. And, you know, that is kind of the big thing. I, I guess right now as we're talking, when we're talking business, those are the people that are really, that really do it for their communities. And they don't want recognition. They don't want a name out there. And, you know, I... Well, I would agree. There are those, like you said, the counties is a good yeah. example. There are plenty of those, but then... Yeah. There are those other families that, you know, the Gilmore's, the Afghans, the Strikers, and their name is on everything. But what have they, uh, okay, they built a hospital. Yeah. And that's what oh, they've they done. And that's a wonderful yeah. thing that they build a hospital. But are there still people on the streets? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are there still uh, people clamoring for housing? And mm-hmm. wh- why aren't they building? You're talking really? a fine line here. Well, I know that, and I know that, but there. But I guess here's the point I made. Do we have a family that comes in and lives with us? No, because we can't afford it. But we're not there. But there are lots and lots of people who could give lots and lots more. There was a day. There was a time. Back long before even us, because we're old bucks, but there's a long time ago when communities they didn't they didn't even know about the federal government. They didn't even know about the state government because the community took care of community, mm-hmm. and we've lost that. We have truly, truly, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. and this in in that way lost the the church. And I don't—I shouldn't say churches, but churches do a great thing. But a, a community taking care of a community, and I guess for me, well, so I agree. Like the church, the church aspect is like. But what I'm finding with churches right now is that churches only take care of church community, right? Correct. You don't see them going out. And yeah, and you're actually, right. The really good ones will, right. but they're they're few and far between. Well, you know, and they're not the big yeah. ones, right? Like, well, you know, when we did the Holland Pride. Celebration. Oh yeah, Hudsonville. Well, no, when we did Holland, the one next to uh, the vendor next to us yep. was a church. Yep, was the same thing at at Lowell. Uh, Lowell, yeah, the vendor right now. No, well, I think Spectrum yeah. or whatever was on the one side, but then the one right next to Spectrum was 
a church. And well, it's when, not a, when you yeah. did it in Hudsonville, it was sponsored by a church. Well, he was, he was, so to your left was yeah. that church? He was literally one more left just on the side street. Right. Churches can be exclusive. Yeah, and I think you know, churches was a bad example. But no, right. I, I think that the the, the community yeah. thing. So you know when you so I look at it like from my daughter's still in school, and I know that some of you don't have the kids in that, but um, you know, granted we're in a very pretty okay neighborhood, but there's there's usually a family every year that just walks in and says, "Hey, what's the lunch tab for everybody? I'd like to pay the back debt." Right, and that's what it takes is, is a random person. And they don't get, they don't get name. recognition. They don't exactly, get they don't get their name on the street. Exactly. They just do it. Yep, and and exactly. um, you know, I have I have a friend of mine, near and dear to my heart, very, well, very well off. Right, sold everything that he had that he owned and donated it all to a specific college. Mm. And they go, "What do you want? Do you want your name on this, this?" And he goes, "Nope." And they were they kept talking through the night and he's like oh, I'm a little chilly and they go here here's a hoodie right so he has a sweater with the with the college name on it that's the only thing mm-hmm. and he donated all of all of his money granted he, he's getting a kickback for the rest of his life and the rest of his wife's life but once that's done it's done like mm-hmm. and, and and so he'll never know who he is the college will never know where that money came from why their new football field is there why their new gymnasium is paid for that thing Thanks. Well, I mean, even you know us, we we find things that are special to us, and we yes. give money towards yes. those things. Yes. So I yes. I had found I'm on Twitter one day, and this guy's promoting clear the lists because you know teachers need supplies because yes. they don't have anything, and yes. they have to supply a lot of and, things, and they and out of their own better. pockets. Teachers, yeah, I mean, all teachers do this, and they're vastly underpaid. Yes. So the guy's like, "Yep." Share your lists. Let's help get these teachers things they need. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And the first one I saw, I'm like, I'll go buy some stuff. So I went and bought, you know, a couple of things on the list. And I'm like, this is cool. I sent it to these two. I'm like, hey, you don't have to do it. But in case you're interested to hear this, as Mike sends me a message right away. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go do that too. And then I found another one and I bought a couple books for that one. And I'm like, and I'm just telling him, I'm like, yeah, this is from Bucks and Bruce because, you know. I'd rather people, yeah, I'd rather people go, hey, Bucks and Bruce did a nice thing, because I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit about, hey, David did that. I I had posted today the card we got together for the kid in Florida. Yeah, yeah. And I I put at the end, I'm not posting this for any kind of recognition. I'm posting this because I want people to know that, you know, people do care, even if you don't know those people. Yes. So, you know, this kid... um, he came out a few weeks ago as transgendered and wants to, you know, live his life as a male. And some of the family had a huge issue with this, which, of course, you know, devastated the kid. And a girl I know through the garrison had, had posted about it. And I said, hey, uh, did you find out if he likes Star Wars? He goes, yeah. So comes back. Yeah, he loves Star Wars. And I had just gotten some pride stickers done for me and Dawn. I'm like, all right, we'll get a care package together. And I told the girls at work, and they're like, hey, we're going to make a card and write notes. Sweet. So we sent notes and a card and stickers and trading cards and all sorts of shit to this kid. And I don't need a pat on the back for doing it. I just wanted people to know, hey, by the way, people that you don't know might care. They just might care. Right. Exactly. Yep. And, and that, you have no idea 
you know, you really won't have an idea of what in what impression that's made on that young person mm -hmm. and where he's going to go from there. Yeah. You know, I mean, what he's going to do and the pay it forward thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, that comes into the, the quotient here as well. When, when, when you do that to someone, they think, well, okay, I should be kind then mm -hmm. and, and pay you it get, forward. You get these, like you said, these youth or young adults or whatever that are in the, you know, LGBTQIA community. Yeah. And just those friendly gestures sometimes are the difference between them, like, exactly. you know, contemplating suicide exactly. and being happy. Yes. Because all of a sudden they're like, wow, people do yes. they care about wow. me. And like you've said, you know, Steve, you've never like let a poor person into your, live in your home, but I bet you in your time, you probably donated either supplies or time well, or things like well, Habitat for Humanity. Oh, yes. But, but you know, it, when he was coaching, yeah. <laughs> when he was coaching, it well, wasn't. He was coaching, he had some really crazy people. Yes, really crazy characters in the coaching. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and, and we might be listening to one of them right now, but. Might be. Yeah. Probably are. Uh, that he has been told by some of these young men that he made a difference in their lives. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you, you really truly don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I, ha I had a professor once and I went to Kalamazoo Valley. This is years ago. And he was a crazy dude. He was a Vietnam vet and he was a hippie. Well, no, I take that back. He was not a Vietnam vet because he shot himself in the toe so he didn't have to go to Vietnam. But, okay. He was one of those guys, but he was he was a a professor that he was an old hippie and we had a lot of conversations. And one of the things he when he always sent our, our papers back to us, he always would write little memos on the papers that he sent back to us. And one of the things I'll never forget that he always wrote was words hurt. Mm -hmm. And just those simple two words, mm -hmm. words hurt. And it isn't that the truth. If you could just step back before you open up your big mouth mm -hmm. uh, to think about what you're going to say to someone yeah. is important. Yeah, that youth report I've never, six stones may break my bones. I've never like forgotten that ever, and I never will. So. Well, you know, and I, I've said it a million times, and, and I don't know if I've ever said it in front of you, Yvonne, but I, I've said it to Steve a million times, and he blows me off every time I say it. Um, he's the closest thing to a dad I ever had, and the lessons I learned from him were more important than probably anything else I got out of football or anything else I got out of. For me, high school was a joke. I mean, I showed up, they gave me a C, I went home. I was fine with it. I didn't care. I didn't need a good grade because it didn't really matter to me. They never gave me a reason to give it. Yeah. You know, but if I did something special, I wanted Steve to know because I wanted that group. You know, when when Nick came out and did the Nick LaFave, when he came out and did the story on my team. That was awesome. The story. only opinion I wanted was his. It was the only one I wanted. Like, my mom watched it, and she's like, yeah, that's nice. And I was happy that Dawn and Caitlin were happy with it, but the phone call I got from Steve was everything I wanted. 
he, he might, you might think he takes it lightly, but he doesn't. And, and, and I know you know that. I do. I, I know he doesn't like me to say it. No, he he's, Mr. Humble. He's all bashful. Mr. Humble over here. The last podcast, you know, yeah, they talked about the you know, at the fo- beginning of the football game, he yeah, come and you know, just <laughs> right, just so he could look for you without yeah, necessarily see what stud you were setting next to. Well, sure, you what did. he said, but that meant a lot to him. This would be the yeah, one that he was I there. was the one that Steve would come to and throw his. Hands on his shoulders, going. I'm just looking for my wife. You know? <laughs> I was happy to be that guy. And toward the end of the year, I didn't even have to explain to him what. No. <laughs> just, just pretend I'm saying something important, and I just sit there and do this. Yeah, but just think what those fans. Oh my God! Yeah. Look at that. Only knew. <laughs> so I mean, how how many times that you know, the girls think it's funny when I come out to the circle to talk to them. So, I don't know if I told swear. I I don't know if I told you this story, Steve. But uh, I I had dropped an F bomb this year in the middle of the circle, Uh and uh, I told the girls, "I'm like, don't tell anybody I said that. I'll deny it." Mind you, they ratted me out immediately. (laughs) So a few weeks later, we're just not playing real well, and the umpires not giving us any calls. So I called timeout. I go out there to the circle. I'm like. All right, what do you need from me? And my shortstop looks at me and goes, a couple curse words couldn't hurt. And the first baseman goes, yeah, that might actually help. So I said a couple curse words. I turned around and I walked away. And they got out of the inning. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess that worked. They think it's funny when I swear. You know, it's not like I'm trying to do it. But, hey, if that's going to loosen you up and you need to play a little better, I really don't care. One of my catchers asked me about college and stuff, and she's like, yeah, I just don't know how I'm going to pay for it. I'm like, yeah, we did a couple episodes on my podcast about that. She goes, can you send it to me? I said, yeah, you just have to know two things. One, I curse out there a whole lot. Two, I'm drinking beer. Yeah. So you found it on your own, and if your parents have an issue with it, that's not my problem. And, you know, I think all, can't all of us say that there, there's been throughout our lives, short lives, however long lives are we have right now, that there's been an influential person in our family or, or, or in our life. I think that we all can say that. Um, that's been someone we think about a lot. We all have that. Yeah. My dad was a good man, a good, uh, probably one of the most, had the most integrity of any man I've ever known. And, you know, just didn't want to piss him off. Yeah, really. (laughs) How many times did you do that? A lot. lot Good for you. He was so good to me. But then she beat the shit out of me. I I think that's why I love that. I learned that from my dad. But, you know, I think we all have had, uh, whether it's been different eras in our life or whatever, that there's been someone that we can think back that, yeah, okay, I want to be like that still. Well, I, I, know that Steve, I know that Steve coached or shaped the way I coach. You know, I 
he t- the the biggest thing he taught me was the last kid on the bench is just as important as the first off. And that was something that other coaches there were not teaching. And when I had, you know, players that didn't know what the hell they were doing, they'd tell you that they absolutely loved playing for him because it made him feel special. Yeah. And it didn't matter that they didn't know what they were doing. I didn't care. You're here. I'm going to give you what I got as long as you give me what you got. And that was something Steve always taught. Some of it was just on team. Yeah. And like they were artists. Yeah. You know, I mean, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think that that would be a natural thing that any coach would want to do to children to make them we're feel good? We're digging in this one. Oh, we're digging you know? in the deep hole. Wouldn't, wouldn't no. say, this is going to get real bad real quick. No. Okay. That, would, that would also right. say but, something that anybody would do. Yeah. Because, no. You would but think that. But success. No. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but success and, you know, whether it's success in sports or business or personal life or whatever, it's all, you know, there are people that that's all they care about. They don't care about. Well, I said for a long time, you know, most other people look at me and they think I'm a crappy coach because my team suck. And Dawn said to me a long time ago, she goes, you're never going to win there. And you mm-hmm. just have to be okay with your legacy. I'm like, I know what my legacy is. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. sucks. I also want to. You know what you were yeah. walking into when I you did. walked into. I knew exactly what I was walking into. Yeah. I knew I was going to get my brains beat in on a daily basis. And oh. you're not upset about what you did there. No, right? not at all. I was the best thing to happen to those kids. Yeah. Say the other thing that we're upset about the fact that you know we'll be up by X amount of runs and. And the kids don't show up for the last little two seconds, but you know when you think you have it, just can't finish. No, you want a free dinner out of that just because I made a dumb bat. You're welcome. <laughs> he gets that with his good team, though. What's that's a, you know? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I think the person that you look up to the most. Because, you know, they say that you're the average of the five people you hang around with, right? And so when, when you when you talk about, you know, there's always a, a an influ- or a mentor or something in your life, that, that can go both ways. There's good and the bad, right? So yes. I know too many people that have had things going for them, and then they get the person that they look up to that's really big into drugs, and they're mm-hmm. having affairs, and they're doing things. Mm-hmm. And then their life just turns to crap, and I'm like, this person's a multimillionaire living their life and you wanted to be like them, but you didn't have any of the work ethic. You didn't have any of the stuff beforehand. You didn't have the money. You didn't have, you had nothing. Now you have a drug addiction, right? Like because that person did. And so I think it's just the, the, the person that impacts your life is, is very huge. Oh, sure. There's negative impacts and positive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. And, in a perfect world, wouldn't it be that we can all take away from, especially the negative impacts, and uh, turn those into the positive impacts? But in a perfect yeah, world, that. that doesn't always I think happen. balance is going the wrong way. Um, uh, I, I, I guess maybe, maybe. I disagree. It's not. Yeah. I would, I would almost I disagree. Right. Um, well, you know, I think the impacts just kind of, it looks different for. It looks different for what you're seeing versus what I'm seeing, right? So, um, you know, I was listening to somebody the other day, 
a little bit of your generation. We talked about it a little in the last podcast, right? You, you know, we were talking about how you're thinking about selling some stuff and doing whatever, and um, you know, you want to make sure you leave your kids with money, right? Your generation. I've changed that. Well, that's like you know, but your generation is, hey, I have to, I have to do this, and then you know, your parents before that wanted to leave it, and you know, now it's, you know, this generation is. I'm going to make it or break it without anybody having my back. And and they're fighting it, right? Because they don't want their parents to control anything that they do. But I thought, I think that's been through every generation. Those always do them and do the opposite or things like that. Um, You know, unless you've had that great guidance growing up where it's like, Hey, look, you know, this is what we do. You know, you're plumber and stuff like that. But um, I think what I'm seeing is, is just, Hey, I don't need anybody else. I'm going to make it. And if I don't, it's my own fault, right? Um, I think that there's a lot more responsibility taken by people than we actually see because we see so a lot of people failing. <laughs> so I, I think I sent this to both of you. I saw a TikTok yesterday from a younger millennial. And she said, you know, and basically called out boomers and Gen Xers. She goes, we're the first generation that if we have toxic family members in our life, we're just done with them. We'll let them talk to them again. We don't give a shit. So if our mom or our dad is toxic, fuck them. They're dead to us as far as we're concerned. We're just moving on. And I sat there thinking about that, you know, and I still am kind to my father. I mean, you know, if he calls, I talk to him. I, yeah, I don't cut him out of your life. Yeah, I've been cut him out of my life. I don't have a relationship with him, but if he calls, I'll take the phone call. Yeah, how not that? I did. Good or bad, you learn. I did. What, honey? Wait, Darren Turner. Um, what is that, right? Yeah. Right out in the front yard. Well, that's, you know, that's exactly it. Even with my mom. I love my mom, but the older she gets, the worse she is. Okay, the old stupid adage about how you you can uh, you, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your Fair relatives yeah. kind of thing. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, toxic parents. Hmm. Yeah, well, and, and a lot of people, you know, especially from my generation, they just put up with it because that's kind of what we just are expected to do. That's what everybody was expecting. Well, and kids nowadays, they're like, screw that. If you're toxic, get the hell out of my life. I'll do shit on my own. They're so much more resourceful than I was at that yeah. age. Yeah. And they have no problem just saying, yeah, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. So I'm going to go do this instead. And it blows me away that, you know. So I wonder, is that because that, that whatever the generation is called, I, I can't keep up with all the yep. names for the generations, but, uh, you know, we didn't have in a radio we could turn on. We didn't have and things to express ourselves where TikTok and yeah. social media come in where they can express themselves. Uh, we didn't have the only expression well, we had was going out. And I, I don't think drinking. it's necessarily just the expression. I think it's the uh, access to knowledge. You know, uh, if I was going to learn something, I learned it from yeah, school, school, 
the TV, right. you know, the radio, or my parents. Yeah. You know, that that's all I had to draw from. I, I've said before, I, I went to school with two black kids. I didn't know black people growing up. Not real strong. Um, right. So I, I wasn't exposed to it. I really wasn't exposed to gay people growing up. I just, I didn't have those exposures. Exactly. And now, you know, like I, I saw a thing where gay people, you know, older gay people were saying to younger gay people, stop telling well, you know, older people than you that they should just come out of the closet because for us, that's hard. We lived in a time that when you did that, they beat the hell out of you. Whereas, you know, kids nowadays, yeah, that could still happen. But it's definitely more socially acceptable because there are people out there that are like, I don't yeah. care what you are. Well, that and people that will support them yeah. every everything, whether it's social media or what, they, they get a support system where older whether you're uh, it's a race or or mm -hmm. a, a sexual orientation uh in our day there was no support there yes at all you better stay in the closet because we're in the 60s you should be yeah i really didn't there there were very few that we knew of and the and but as we grew older we we found out that they were gay and it's like yeah okay i can see well, that yeah i can see that now you know and i hope they're happy well, actually a lot of those we could see it back then well too. but it wasn't yeah yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, 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 social, the social acceptance oh my god I mean, you know you you look at you look at that type of thing and it it talk about all the time it takes masses right mm -hmm. like and i was watching uh, i don't want to say wrong but like, just shuts that down it's called it bill maher right bill maher is like the amount of you know the amount of gays that are coming out is is grown progressively over the past five generations you know you had two percent of the population now you're up to more way to go um, I, I've never heard Steve actually turn down a drink because yeah, really. too strong. Um, yeah, I'm sick right now. Mike's a heavy pour. And a heavy pour. That was a good point. Oh, by the color right away. You know, um, I look at, I look at this, and and now it's a tough question, and feel free to answer it because that's what I want. What was one of the biggest regrets you had? In your business, this was on my list. Use oh. more Jameson. Do you need Do you need to cut it with anything, or just, oh, just like... actually, this is a pretty easy question to answer. Is not getting my wife involved in my business earlier. We might be having the same conversation, but it wouldn't be here. It'd be somewhere in the Bahamas. She wow. is so good, and I just. Too nice at not accepting payment? No, you know, I never had much trouble with uh, people not paying. You know, I had a few. Yeah. And when I had them, they were big ones. But, you know, we, we got through that pretty good. But she is just so much more talented than I ever thought of being. I had, I had, a, I, I would have offered another insight um, in the business level that didn't have. True. Uh, you know, again, and that goes 
with what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that I was a domain. The era. Thank you very much. Um, that okay. Let's keep the little wifey in the house, barefoot and pregnant. We yeah, came from that. Yeah. Oh yes, it was. We so came from that. Fix it. We came from that era. Oh, we did. That that maybe. Uh, and then later on, as as we as we grew together, because we were kids when we were married, as we grew together, he came to realize, hey, she's a little bit smarter than I give her credit for, maybe. And uh, she's the smarter of us two by far. Well, to her dad, don't take that one. We're, 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 we're all smart in different ways, of course. And, and I, I could have offered that other niche. Niche, I guess. Niche yeah. that uh, wasn't there before. Awesome. My, but, my, my wife could read a book; she can understand it. If I read that same book, I not a freaking chance. And right? you could have read every word, but you just went over it. You were yeah, it just going. Say, that's why my my wife and I we. It, I always tell people, you want to know how your marriage is going to work? Build an IKEA cabinet together. There's no damn words on the page, <laughs> and uh, right, I'm I'm handy. And she'll interpret however grab a and i was like well you know find a but you know i i can build it she can read it it's it's perfect right stay out of my working physical and she'll try to put her hand in and hold a nail or do something i'm like just stop like i don't, I don't need your help i don't want your help i just say you know she she's so much better at that understanding of what goes where when why how right um and you know i say or i tell people the other thing is is uh you want to know if your marriage is going to last paint a pool together Okay. Pool together. Yeah. Just, I could end my marriage that day. Uh, <laughs> say, but you know, it, you do it, love your pool. You, I hate that pool so much. Um, you know, but now, Yvonne, what's your, what's your biggest, I guess, regret of, or what would you have done different in the business? I'm gonna leave the room right now. Fired you a long time ago, huh? Well, she. Gonna say a lot of stuff's gonna make me cry, not because I'm happy. Um, sometimes Steve didn't read the customer as well as I did, and when I would offer my opinion about his read. He would ignore me and say, and yeah, whatever kind of thing he would say. Well, and ultimately it would he would learn that I was right. Uh, I didn't do it a lot because generally he was very good with the customer. But but I have I as a I don't know if it's a woman thing, I'm not gonna go there, but uh I can read people pretty well. I'm pretty good at that. And he was all in the bullshit mode because when he was when he was uh, schmoozing a customer, he's in bullshit mode, and he doesn't always uh, get the nuances that are there. Well, I did; I could tell. Would and, would this relate to difficult customers? Yes. Okay, which drags me to the next one. How did you deal with those difficult customers? Well, I let him deal with them because he's the one who hired them. He's the one who worked for him. I told him not to, and he did it. You know, it was like, yeah. We didn't so, have that. Many. And we didn't really. We truly didn't. It was just 
you you do what you say you're gonna do. I'm trying to think of an instance that no, we don't want because then you're gonna to have to say something's oh, okay. gonna hurt somebody's feelings. All right, but as with this one customer had trouble. I did some checking around and stuff, yeah. and they said, oh, yeah, no, I don't know what the hell you were Why'd for, you for them. For I said, why didn't you tell me that three months ago? No. Three month, a three-month job, that's a big job. You know, and uh, I think I think that's that's really true. You know, my wife is not good at reading people in a sense, and I'm, I'm good at it. I can't say I'm great. I'm hoping I'm, I'm good, right? Like, if I were to pick a tenant, my wife would, eh, it's nothing against it, but like she would pick the person that's the most needy, has no money, just needs the place, right? And I'm like, that's, that's not how we can make our life work, right? Like I understand. And she'd be like, but they, they seem so nice. And I was like, nice doesn't pay my fucking bills, right? Like you like the, the, the vacation that we take? Yes. Okay, we can't take that without this, right? See, so, we've, we've been yeah. landlords too, and that's another aspect of the business. I, I, I was the hard ass. And I listened to her. But you didn't always listen to me, me being the hard ass, and we go, you know, go with the applications and things, and point in was the last people we, that we ever rented to. We, we got all of them. And yeah, we did. Took a long time. Did. Don't say anything. No one did not. They were right They were, front. but it... Oh. Okay, let's get back to this biggest mistake you ever made. We should have invested in real estate Always. a lot more. Yes, sir. We should not put two fucking cents. No. And or all these annuities. What the hell is annuity that they want to sell you over and over and over again? Oh, we've been there, done that. Ronald Don't buy annuities. Eleven buy, annuities. Buy real estate. Eleven. Right. That is the thing for us. For yeah. us, um, it was always the best investment. Have I told you about brain? Brain. <laughs> brain. <laughs> Mom sold some. Yes, my mom sold some grain finally. Oh, Fulton talked her. Fulton talked her and my aunt into buying fucking grain. Oh, and mind you, they didn't buy like futures or anything. They bought the fucking grain and it's stored in these big tubs in Missouri. And they had to pay rent. Every and they had to pay rent every fucking month for this oh, damn grain. So it finally got to the point where a year ago, Fulton found her a company that was willing to pay those fees, but they got 50% of whatever it sold for. And I'm like, you might as well take something that's better than nothing. At least you're not paying those fees. Fulton is still out there. Oh, my God. He sucks. And he's still doing it? I, I don't think he's doing it anymore because nobody will give him any money because he sucked at it. She, she gave me $500 to play with, and... It's well above five hundred dollars. Let me tell you that. David does very well on the yeah. I do quite well. I was doing quite well. Well, I mean, well, everything's well. been down this year, okay. but still at a profit. David, do do you invest in things that you know? Yes and no. I so mean, I will, I will research things just to see what I think. So if I if I do a spur of the moment. Hey, this looks good. It's probably a bad idea. 
Um, I've done that a few times and, and it has not worked out quite as well as I would like. Um, so I think I, I told this last time Steve was up when the pandemic hit, market went into the crapper. I went and looked into the top, I want to say 20 dividend paying stock. And I told Caitlin, I said, uh, you're not getting anything on your savings account. I'm going to take $10,000 from you. She goes, okay. And I took 10 grand and I threw it in the market. And at its highest, she had put in total about 14 and it was about a 25. Right now, because we've taken some hits, it's probably around 18,000. So, I mean, she's still made money. The only difference between that and what we did at Ronald B. Weiser is just the opposite. No, it wasn't even that good. Yeah. And I mean, she's very diversified. Nick and I are big with that. We have her on. And one of the questions she asked you was, hey, I'm not working right now. Should I continue investing in my Roth IRAs? Yep. And your answer was, yep. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wish we'd have done more of that. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I mean, you get to that. Like, and, and again, you could be wrong, and then you look like an a-hole, but you could be right, and we look fine. But, you know, again, diversify, right? Like, you say, hey, I wish I would have done more real estate. There's, you know, I, I look at my life, and I'm right in the middle of it. I have a decent amount of real estate, and mm -hmm. part of me goes, damn, I wish I would have just done stocks. And, would have been a little easier, but I don't because I look at my stocks and see the return. But you know, it really, real estate without tenants is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. It's yes. that tenant piece that makes it not as great. Yes. That's it's the only coach in football with all parents. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Any sport with all parents. Because I could throw a kid yeah. out, no problem. But you know, yeah. I, so you just look at it and it's. You know, what are you getting, what are you, what are you giving and what are you getting back, right? Um, you know, I, I, I think that you're, you're right on with the real estate. Like Investing in what it. you know, and we know real estate. I mean, we, you know, with the con being a contractor, we know, we what know what it costs to buy a piece of shit. You know, what's going to cost to fix it up. And are you going to make money when you turn it over? I mean, you, it took us a couple you know of learn. We wanted right. it. We when we bought a place, we fixed it up as if we were going to live in there. See, and that's that's not the way to make money. No. Well, and I, no. but it's funny because I have a lot of friends. And that, can you say that again? We fixed our places up as if we were going to live there, and that is not the way to make money. See, and that's I fully, fully agree with that. Yes, but my true. but 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 my friends and then the people I manage for right they yeah. they're throwing you know I have, I have a guy who I manage and I love him to pieces good friend of mine but he's like nope I want a place where tenants want to be and I was like tenants want to be in a fucking place they don't care that you have the newest LVP they don't care that you have granite countertops okay you're not in high rent you know you're not you're not in Manhattan anymore buddy right guess what I can Cut chicken on granite just as much as I can cut chicken on Formica. One just cost me one there, right? I was like, you know, I, I offer a very basic thing. I, you know, I was visiting my wife's grandparents yesterday. I was looking around and I was like, this is very basic, right? They, they still have the maple trim around the windows, the white walls, they have carpet. And, and I'm like, you know, their, their refrigerator is still from the 1980s and their countertops is Formica. And I was like, it's, it's basic. They're, 
They're living there. They're fine. They're doing it. And I look at like some of my places. And I'm like, yes, okay. Every once in a while, I will go in because I can find laminate flooring for cheap. It'll hold up longer than carpet. Hold, knock on wood, hopefully. But you know, I don't. You know, and I don't know how I grew up. Like I grew up kind of poor, and so I don't make nothing. I have is worth more than my house. I'll tell you that much, right? Like it's hard. I'm. I'm got for someone. Yeah, I'm flipping a house right now. And uh, great, I'm still going to put in like for Micah countertops and things. Um, I need to interject. If I don't please. interject, I'll forget about it. No, please do. Okay, and um, granite's supposed to last 20 years. If not more, yeah. You can put three brand new, really good for Micah countertops in years. Well, that's exactly it. Right? I mean, and that's what I, I was just talking to somebody because they're like, oh, it's going to cost me $2,500 for my countertop. And I said, what the shit? It's like I can get a 12 foot piece with pre prefab for Mike countertop at Menards for 210 bucks. So I'm gonna pay a guy, I would pay him 200 bucks to install the countertop. I was like, I'm at 400 and something bucks. I was like, you're at 25, yeah, but mine's gonna last longer. No, it's not. If, if mine gets destroyed, I'm charging my tenant. If you're just destroyed, you're still charging your tenant, but you're not gonna get your value out of it. Like, no way is a court just gonna go, oh, yeah, hey, they broke the stone. Like, have a good day. I mean. And so, you know, there's no way I put granite in for tenants. No oh, way. Like, and then the, why would you the, do that? Yeah, because exactly. there's, there's people that like think that that's the way to go, you know. Um, you know, I I did tile, I'll never do tile again because I thought tile would last forever. I didn't know I was the only, I, I didn't know that there was a people that had bowling balls that just threw the sun bitches down. Just <laughs> break it on your tile, just right in the middle of the floor, too. It wasn't like it was the corner one that I could hide, it was. It was literally just like they walked into here, they threw it in the middle one and said, crack. I don't know how it happened. What do you mean you don't know how it happened? You know, and yeah. all all tenants will lie to you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I just went and yeah. fixed it, an electrical plug today. Okay, this is this is exactly what happened. So their their outlet on the left wall was working. It was loose. Guy tightened it up. And then the two outlets on the on the wall directly, let's say in front of you instead of the left. They're not working in neither of the lights. And I said, all right, so this, all you did, all you did was tighten it up. Yep. When did you move that cord? Oh, it, it's, it's been forever. Oh, that, that's bullshit. Like you said, it was plugged in here. Your ground wire is still literally in the outlet. And, uh, you know, I said, that doesn't make any sense. So I take the outlet apart, pull the ground, pull the ground piece out from the plug that's broken off the plug. I can see it's clearly over there. Hey, magically the outlet works all and everything starts working. And I was like, it's fixed. I was like, don't tell me it's been two months. Like, don't tell me it's been months because now you're just making me go backwards when I could have had this fixed in six seconds, right? Full exactly. done, right? <laughs> like, and, and that's yeah. every time it will lie because they don't want to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I have a question. Daily double. Daily. It might be. Answer daily double is good. So you're starting your business. You're starting to get busier. When do you know it's time to hire someone to help? Well, that's a damn good question. Especially since you know if you're hiring somebody, you're you're paying part of your profits out now. When I started out in business, I was just looking to make money to feed my family. You were everything. You yes. were the electrician. You were the plumber. You were everything. I mean, I, we, I you know, it was before we hired the subs, mm -hmm. Steve did it all. Yeah. 
there were no sumps. Yeah, well, I started, I poured the footings, I yes, laid the blocks, yes, yes. did the construction yes. work, did the electrical, the installation, the plumbing, the drywall. I didn't do painting, no. Never did painting. Nobody likes painting. This whole time, this guy has never touched painting. I just turned one of my units and painted and bitched the entire time. So I was like, God, I hate painting. Oh, painting. But this guy has got his whole career never painting. Yeah, yeah, I got to figure yeah. out how to be successful like this. I did a little painting for her. All she did was bitch and say what a was terrible really job. Bad. Oh. He did that on purpose, but, so he never asked him again. Yeah, I, you know, I'd work and... You know, by the end of the day, I just couldn't aim. It had to do not so much with that job, because you do need help to lift things and stuff. But it was the other jobs that were coming in. I couldn't keep going fast enough and get this job done to move on to the next job. And, That's you know, and, and customers don't understand when you keep putting them off. They don't so care. they don't care. They want their job done too. And so, right, right. Would you say that that's mm -hmm. when it happened is because you had jobs coming in and you had to hire someone else to, to keep, keep Actually, it going. Our first job mm -hmm. was Steve Thor. Now he's playing well kid. Yeah. Thor family, long time, Thor very respected, wonderful family. Great musician. And our teacher from high school, Bill Hot. I went to him. I said, hey, I kind of need a kid to help. So I got just a kid. So Steve Thor, he got out at noon, come out, we'd start working, we'd work till four or five. Keith Henderson Construction was an actual bona fide co-op company for Plano High School. Yeah, I don't remember any tax credit coming our way. Yeah, really, plenty less. I wonder if we can go back on taxes for that. I don't know. I wonder, maybe. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to with the IRS. Yeah, it's we done don't, and it's done. Don't care. But he, we'd get done, and uh, I said, you know the guys down Doster Storage? Yeah, I'm Okay, Steve, Steve is only 17 years old. Yeah, and I was 20. Three twenty-four, maybe. My male dancing career went off. So I, oh, I knew I was going to yeah. stick with construction. That's too bad. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you figure it out after six months. It was only six. <laughs> Anyhow, I'd give him, I don't know, whatever twelve pack was five dollars, six dollars. He'd come back with a six pack. I knew I had a good employee. <laughs> If you gave me money for a six pack, I would come back with the holiday five pack every time. <laughs> You're not 17. I would have been. <laughs> I, at, yeah. 17, at 17, I would have come in with the holiday five pack every week. Here's your holiday five pack. You know, I, I told you to buy six beers. They, don't, they only sell five packs the entire time. Well, I was, I'm sure I was not any great motivational person or big important person in his life, but he did continue on to be a contractor. He's very, very successful and very good at what he does. He's, he's a good kid. He's, no, he's not, not a kid. kid. Yeah. How old is he? Hell, he's 65. Well, he was 
only five, four or five years younger than yeah. us. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he would be 65. Yeah. But yeah. Yep, time to uh, time to get him on. See what he yeah, has. Yeah, see what he has. No, I, um, How about Anderson? Well, Yvonne and I have, I don't know, she has changed my direction of where I want to go in life. No, notice my toes. No, the people, the people, the people listening to us cannot no, notice your toes. No, 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 don't. <laughs> they are. Dirty as hell. I was walking in muck up to my knees down in the creek today to try and fix my irrigation. Two and a half hours. Pumped my ass, used up all my good energy, and didn't do shit. Didn't solve any. Didn't solve the problem. That really burnt my ass. We needed these big guys right here to be down there stomping around in that mug. Oh, yeah, move it. Yeah, I, I can see that happen yeah. right away. <laughs> I mean, I might, I might sink in the mud. Good for you. People pay thousands of dollars to have that muck put all oh, over shit. their bodies. We're yeah. going to let you do yeah. it for all We only want a couple hundred of these. Yeah. That sounds like a deal right there. So, I think for so. Me. That could be, speaking of business, that could be a new business. We can get some brown wine. I, I, I was surprised. <laughs> so we are we are in Steve and Yvonne's house. Like I, I will say, you guys need to start renting this place out for weddings. Do you? That You're bar, about the twenty seventh person. That, that, you know why we don't? Because you want privacy, and you guys are lame and don't oh, like okay. money. No, <laughs> that, why? No, why don't we? We love But we're lazy. No, and that's you know, I mean, but. Honestly, you don't you don't have to do it yourself, right? So, again, it goes. You, you, you talked about it earlier. I wasn't sure if it was on the podcast. Yeah, where you're like, hey, I'm going to rent out my cat. So you can find okay. people who are who are willing to rent out your stuff and tell them, hey, you have to clean everything up. You have to set everything up. We'll gladly let you borrow it for weddings. Oddly enough, I believe no. we found that person, and I think we're in good shape for no. the cottage rent. No. But this place, we. We we you if know we've been younger maybe, but I don't. Think we've so. lived here for twenty years. Okay, yeah. so we're seventy now. We were fifty when, we moved, when we moved in. My grandma and grandpa were when they moved, and we still had a lot of work to do at the place, and we were still working on it. Yeah, and we've we've been working on it for twenty years, but um, you working on it for if if we had from the very beginning when we were fifty actually thought about that as a wedding venue, we would have been young enough then to pull it off. We're not now. There, there's nothing you need to do. Again, you just, oh, really? you you hire somebody, or you don't even hire okay, somebody. Okay, okay. They, they pay you yeah. to borrow your stuff. You just say, hey. But you, have to, but you have to trust those people with your property, and I don't trust people with my property. You know why? Okay. Because people suck. Yeah, basically. And that barn that we have that is was built in the 1870s could never be replaced, ever. And if one little yeah. cigarette or something electrical thing were to happen, the barn goes up in flames, it will never be replaced. And I can't risk that. No. That's why. She, she won't That's even why. let me go in the barn anymore. No. Well, I mean, that's probably good. 
Think it is. He can walk in the barn. Oh. Let me know when you want to start doing some woodworking up there. We're, we'll, we'll make this. You should see. Oh, um, you opened up the uh, camera. You should see the live edge tables he's doing right now. Oh my god, they're so beautiful. Yeah. Oh no. Player retired. Doing what I want to do. Good man. So, um, I have another question. Of course. So, being a business owner. Okay. Friend calls you up, says, Hey, I need you to do this. I want a discount. How do you deal with that? I usually don't. Usually they don't answer. So you've been lucky in that aspect. Okay, here's what friends well, they know me good enough. Okay, here's what friends do though. Here's what friends do though, is they call and they just want it done. They they just they don't ask for a discount. They don't offer anything they just want the services done because they're a friend can't you can't you come and like trim my room out just because you know how yeah i'll be there to help you maybe no, no but, you don't want their help i mean no that has happened many many oh, times I mean, and needless to say longer our friends mm, yeah well that's i mean I don't know. I, I I deal with that quite a bit, right? Like, hey, can I get a place or whatever? And, um, you know, I, I again, when I was talking about my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, if you're giving me drinks and we're just exactly shooting the shit, yes, okay. Normally, I don't know what I would have made off of that. I don't care. The fact is, is like I did it because I wanted to, and you were hospitable enough to give me drinks, and we're we're sitting around like. I go to my I go to one of my best friends' house and I look at his his windows aren't trimmed out. I'm that guy. I'd be like, "Man, you just have a kid. When are we gonna get those windows trimmed? When are you coming over? Oh, let's do it tomorrow, right? Like because but, again, but that friend but that friend helps you, correct? Oh I mean, man, he's there at the saw measuring. Do I mean exactly? Yeah, 100. Well, you know, or, or but he's he also, has, he's he also, has friends that say, "I would like this done." And they and Steve comes over and they walk. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna play around tonight now. See ya. Yeah. No, and that's I mean it's tough because like I'm okay if people play around at night, but so like my buddy who who I'll help him trim out his window or whatever, I was out in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, my wife's brakes somehow destroyed. I was like, dude, her car did this, and this was two weeks ago, now her car's dead. And I'm like, hey, make you like he actually said, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. And I was like, Can you go check on her car? And he was like, Yep, my lunch break, I'll be there. He went and looked, he did this, and he's like, Hey, this is what I see. I was like, he goes, after work, I'll, I'll do this. And I was like, so it's kind of an even trade. Oh, reciprocal. 100%. Like, exactly. And, and, you know, I have I have other friends where it's, you know, hey, I need this. And exactly. so if it, if it comes around, it goes around. Like, I'm all as long it. as it's a reciprocal thing forever and a day, will we help? But then on the other hand, I had this one friend, very, very good friend. Yep. Redid their kitchen. Charged them the final price. And they said, well, we're not going to pay that. No. And I didn't say anything. Yeah, he sounds like and they said we're gonna give you a fifteen hundred dollar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah. And I then drums for three weeks. They didn't even know where the hell I was. I know that Steve did our kitchen. I think I said that the last Oddly time. enough, but I think Oh imagine that. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, sorry, that was our kitchen. Yeah, because Steve gave us the final you know, we're sitting there talking about prices and, and Don's like do we want to get quotes? No. Why? Because I trust Steve. She's like, all right. Okay. She goes, but I don't want to hear 
that you're mad about a price later. I'm like, I don't give a shit what he charges me. I know him. I trust him. It's all I care about. And what a beautiful kitchen. Oh, it's gorgeous. And I know she's so oh, lovely. She absolutely she loves it. Before the first board broke off, I mean, got well, a couple of them. Uh, heck are they anyway? You know, so, I, said, so, I was opening a bottle of beer and the whole side part of the cabinet came off. And I was like, I'll just We're gonna Yeah. We're gonna oh yeah. No, don't go there. Um yes, the sheep went. Yes, and we're not gonna go there. So let's say Steve quoted me fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen hundred for a full kitchen? Steve, you're hired. It was definitely <laughs> for it was definitely fifteen hundred. No, let's say he quoted me fifteen thousand. Yeah, and let's say he presented me a final bill of like twelve. Yeah, and Don goes, "All right, that's bullshit." I'm like, "Yup." She goes, "You know he's screwing himself on this. He he had to pay Brent to just drive up for ten minutes of work three different days." Yeah, I'm like, "Yup." She goes, we're paying him more money. I'm like, whatever you want to do, dear. Let's, I, you know, I'm dealing with this right now um, on my property, and they'll never listen, which is fine. It doesn't matter. But like, I have an uncle who's the greatest contract in the world, uh, you know, besides you, Steve, of course. I'm right say. <laughs> but you know, so like he was, and, and you know, money, money didn't happen to be the same for them. And um, you know, I was like, hey, and so he's he's working on my stuff. He gave me a price per hour. My wife's like, hey, is he? charging what he should be and I said hell no like you know he should be double and uh you know I, I shelled out a bunch of money and I was annoyed about it and she goes but you're you're getting this and I was like yeah okay so like my uncle's worth double his son that's working for him is worth 50 percent right like I said so I'm breaking you know I'm breaking even you know and I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you this right because like I'm not it's it's fine I'm not there I'm not doing it but like he's painting He's painting my my cabinet doors, and it's taking three days. Paint cabinet doors, and I'm like, okay, that's that's twenty four full hours of hard work. Like, and it took him two to actually it took him five days. But they're still not done because he he did two days of cleaning the cabinets, three days so far of painting, and they're still not done. And I'm like, I can have these things painted in two days, right? Like, okay, for the benefit of the doubt, though. The preparation before he paints is the most important thing. Sure, which to took the two days. Well, but that means that the paint that he puts on stays. Yes, but it's okay. not. And I don't think that's the point he's trying to make. The, the point I'm making I'm is the value of who the contractor is. Okay. And I get where you're going. If it was my uncle and it took him this, like it would have been a higher oh, quality. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, you know, and, and so my brother was giving me crap. He's like, you shouldn't be paying him this price. And they go, well, this is what they quoted. This is what they have. And, you know, I mean, at, at the at the moment, like, like I know I'm hemorrhaging some money. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be over my budget. But, you know, I know I'm getting still a good deal, right? Like, on labor-wise. You are. You are. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm flipping a place that should take me. A little bit more, but I, I, I said I came with a lower budget, but this is the place that you came you, and grabbed stuff. It is, and and you found basically on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So Nick's just poking around Facebook one day, and and this these people asked a, a tiny question: Hey, moving dad out of the house and needs to know where to dump this stuff. But I don't. Remember. They're having an estate sale. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. 
And Nick goes, hey, you want to sell that house? Let me know. I pay cash. And then somebody else goes, he's not kidding, by the way. And then I chimed in and I said, yeah, seriously, if you want to sell that house, Nick will pay you cash. And Nick bought the house. Say so the kid responded. He go. He gave me kind of a price. Within 16 minutes, I was there. We shook hands, and I ended up purchasing a house. Right. So, um, you know, it's just it's a matter of how you find them. Um, I, and, and there again is social media. Mm -hmm. You know, there there again is which is something our generation because we are 70 years old. We are. Are we boomers? Is that what we're? Considering? You're a boomer, Jess. We're boomers. Are you really? Yeah, I guess we're boomers. So, we're uh, down, which is something. Okay, for instance, when we want to find out as boomers, when we want to find out if a restaurant's open, we call, we call them. Yep. You no, I have my one. You no. go online and you look, but yeah. we actually we no. literally call that them. So unreliable. I mean, thank you. It is unreliable. So David and, and he's a technology guy, yeah. and they all get pissed at me, right? Because like they'll they'll we'll we'll talk about going somewhere. Oh, I wonder if they're open. Well, today's kind of a special day, and I was like, and they're over here just all bullshitting about what's going on, what day it is, how special it is, if they're going to be open. And I'm just sitting here. Hey, yeah, uh, you got a room for four? You got uh, okay. Hey guys, we're we're just gonna head there. Like they, they, yes, they're available. Oh, hey, their okay. voicemail okay. said, no, they're not available. Okay, so you oh. guys... If there's a question, you, you will call. You oh, do call. Yes, oh, I, I, no, I am a caller. These people I, are looker up. I like to hear that. Oh, my gosh. I cannot click. You I will use the internet, internet to look it up. And I, call. I am an exchange something. Which I didn't call about, right? I just yeah. trusted everybody. So, Nick's sitting here going, oh, my God, the beer exchange sounds like the greatest place ever. They play it like the stock market. Nick shows up at, like, noon. <laughs> and they don't do that until 6 p.m. And he's like, this bar sucks. I hate this place. Yep. Well, it's because, you know, I mean, that's all I that's all I was told. Nobody told me that it started this business guy. You would assume it, in like five months. You would assume the whole time. time. If you if you've been told about something your whole time, you wouldn't assume that there's different hours. I assume the bar is open. That's what yeah. they're doing the whole time. Nope. I mean it'd be yeah. awesome if they were doing it the whole time. Right. You but, can half uh, off of Michigan pants for half the hour. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but no, so I, I am. I'm old. I'm very old okay, school. Okay, you're old school. You know, it's like people are asking me constantly, how do I apply for your unit? Well, you schedule a time to see it. Mm -hmm. You let me know if you like it. And then I'll give you a paper application. Mm -hmm. And, oh, okay. So, granted, because you can't take the time out of your day. Like, I don't want you to throw... And this is the problem I have with tenants and people bitching on a constant basis about, oh, I'm spending so much money on an application. Stop applying for things before you're guaranteed it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and this, I'm not a freaking credit card. I'm not going to pre-approve you and go, hey, you're approved. Oh, you're approved for something I don't have available. Like, right? Application? Yeah. People that apply, oh, have to apply. Oh, yeah. But you have to pay yes. a fee. Holy yeah. shit. Well, that
oh yeah, when we bought a house, they, you know, but credit, credit technically didn't become available until like 1980 something, right? So mm-hmm. like when they were buying houses, they walked into a bank and they said, oh yeah, fuck, here's a house, right? Like, yeah. this is kind of the money you make. You didn't, you didn't really have your credit checked because it wasn't a thing. Credit score um, started in, I believe, 1987. Yeah, something like that. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, I mean, um, you know, now I can, I can check for evictions. I can, and so I don't pay for that. Oh. You, you pay for me to draw that information. We but, could have used that with that one. I think we had our nephew do that for us because yeah, he's, he actually the last. Yeah, the last one we did. We had, a, we had our nephew do that for us. Yes. You know Kyle Bird. How about you, Mike? You know Kyle Bird? He would be too young for Mike. Okay. He was. I just think Mike one year after me. Mike is an old fuck. Well, Mike was a senior when I was a freshman, so Kyle would have been in eighth grade. Okay. I'm closer to fifty than I am to forty. Uh, I'm closer to forty-five than I am to fifty. Forty-five. Okay, well. You know, I, I, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I run a background to see what they have because you know, and the and people ask me all the time, they're like, "Oh, what do you look for?" And I was like, "Look, I don't care that you owe college debt." That doesn't bother me at all. I don't care that you owe medical bills. Everybody has them. But what I do care about is, have you paid your utility bills? Have you have you paid your past owners? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you owe your utilities, that means you don't care about the house that you're renting. That was the only questions we ever asked. Yeah. And we got recommendations. Um, this We were brand new. This was the very first oh, place we bought, but it was the second year. This lady wanted to apply to buy this place. I called her up and I talked to her. I said, well, you're going to need a recommendation from your manager and something else. She said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. My manager just walking by right now. You want to talk to her? I said, yeah. Hello. I don't think that was her manager. I think she lied to me. Well, that's just it. I mean, you you have to be able to read to that. Aspect of things, right? So like I trust and, people. Well, and you you always want to trust them, right? And so you know what I'll what I'll I'll get people to do kind of the same thing. Oh, they're walking by. Oh, hi, yeah, I'm Tammy's manager. Hell yeah. Hey, yeah, you don't introduce yourself manager. like that. You say, "Hi, I'm Nick. How can I help you?" Right? Like if you're telling me what you do, like that yeah. means you've already been right off the bat cued of how it is. And then I, you know, I go, "Okay, hey." How long has Tammy been working there? Oh, I think three years. I didn't ask for you to think. I asked for you to know, right? Go find this file. We'll pull it up. Tell me what it is. I, I don't want your opinions. I don't want this. Like, I want facts. I want statistics. And I want to see how this works, right? I, I want you to tell me everything. Oh, hey, you know, when I when I go to other property management companies, I make a phone call. And they're like, oh, you can send me an email. Nope. If I wanted to send an email, I would have sent you an email. I want to talk to you. Do you know this tenant? No, I don't. Okay, great. Like, just say, yeah, and and oh, sorry, I couldn't get a reference, right? Like, if your landlord reference can't come through, that's not how I'm gonna work. Like, I, you, you get these red flags on a constant basis. So the red flags would be for you would be the utility bills. What about the past evictions? I mean, that's I, a I huge. Heard, I, heard I you think that would. Oh my god, that, that, that would be a huge I don't. Yeah. I do not take anybody with a past eviction. Okay. Especially, especially if they owe on the eviction. Okay. Still, like you have paid your past landlord, even though you got evicted. Well, that was when I was younger. I don't care. So pe- pe- people always say, "Well, I'm different than from the past." Okay, show me you're different by paying the fucking person because you owe it. Yeah, it literally down. says, it literally shows that you're okay with your loss and you took the L in court. 
pay that person, right? If a person had a 10-year-old eviction and came to me and showed me that their judgment is closed and said, yes, I was evicted, I paid the landlord because in the, the court physically said the landlord won. If you paid that guy and said, right. hey, you won, you did everything, right. I will look at you and go, you know what? In the past 10 years, you've probably changed, right? But if you didn't pay it until last week, you should have replaced Zero. Right. I had, I had yeah. a person. I had a person come to me and go, "Oh, I owe twenty three hundred to my my old landlord. Good, pay him twenty three hundred, then come to me. Right? You still got the extra money? We'll talk. But until you pay that guy, I'm not taking. I'm not taking your money because guess what? You're gonna have that's twenty three to him, twenty three to me, and I'm not gonna deal with it. Like we don't miss that stuff. I don't blame you. It's yeah. it's a pain in the butt. So well, yeah. and Nick says he's old school. Nick is so old school yeah. that let's say Nick owns a hundred things. Nick goes to the bank on the first pay for all hundred things with cash. Oh. Oh. And you get a receipt. And get a receipt. And get a receipt. Very much. Every time. And uh if I only had some cash, I would okay. what, one of my favorite stories on that too is when they applied the money to the wrong mortgage and then Nick was over do on the mortgage and he literally had to scream at him going it was their mistake it was their mistake he goes i came here and paid it in cash in front of Hello. you where the hell is my money mm -hmm. and he had a receipt back yeah where did your money go it went to a different mortgage they i i you know i looked at it let's just call it round numbers so i paid i, I let's say i pay 700 800 700 and 500 right so all of a sudden it showed 700 1600 and 500 and i said uh, you think you think I paid sixteen hundred dollars over here, and I just said f this property. I don't even want this property anymore. That's what you think I did. They're like, "No, we'll fix that." And I was like, "Yeah, you will, real quick." <laughs> like, you know, it just that, that kind of stuff. Okay, so so why do you do cash? Is there a reason behind that? Because I don't know any better. No, there's nothing wrong with doing. No, I there's just, not. He is also not good with technology. I've been told. I don't know anything about. So like, it, yeah. I, so why, like, why are you doing this electronically? Oh God, I don't know. Do he doesn't know how. Oh, get out! No, that okay. seems horrible. Like, you want me to log in? I understand. Pay seven different mortgages. I completely I understand what you're saying. I can walk in with fifty-three hundred bucks, throw it down, and say, but hey, seven hundred here, eight hundred here, twelve hundred yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But at your age. I'm thinking you should you should be doing everything electronic. Yeah, that's my, my, my wife. My wife has not paid a bill without logging into her stupid account, and she pisses me off because you know she'll you know I go in and I, I pay I pay a few bills right, and I'm like all right, I go to DTE Energy right, which uh, you guys have consumers or whatever you have down there. Mm -hmm. I just log in, I go pay the bill, pay this card, submit, and she'll go in and she'll be like all right, pay this bill from this account, and then it takes. F amount of days to send a stupid check and hope it well, I hope it gets there before the holiday. Don't hope, right? Make it happen. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I want instant guarantee okay. and I want it right now. She I still writes. I write I write more checks than anybody I know. I, mean, I question. Yeah. Just because we're old folks. Yeah. That's um, me. I just don't do anything electronically. I write checks because I don't trust i just don't trust no that my bank account with all of these account numbers being hacked and and i just don't trust it 
they so they can. Is, is that a bona fide thing? It's a bona fide thing, but I mean, they they can steal your information whether you have a check or yeah. Yeah, whether you write a check, whether you do it electronically, it doesn't matter. the The biggest thing to protect yourself is make sure you're dealing with a reputable bank that will give yeah. you your money okay. back. Like so yeah. steal bills and write out of your mailbox. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I okay. I had that happen. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this, mm -hmm. that you can steal somebody's check mm -hmm. out of their mailbox, which happened, to us. which happened to us, and they can, they've got your electronic numbers, that you can buy blank checks mm -hmm. at Office Depot yep. and on the computer mm -hmm. make your own checking account. I didn't know that oh, could yeah. happen. And that's what happened to us. Criminals still... are getting better and better. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. We thought our and mailbox was, as was the safest, safest thing in the world. Boy, it ain't. just got no lock on it. Yep. And the little red flag says, yep, there's something in here. Yep. Come take our yeah, there. come take our checks something. out of our mailbox. And that's, what, and that's what this girl did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the, the first time. Um, yeah. And you know what she got? You know what she got? Mm -hmm. I was okay. Granted, from me, who knows where else she did it? From me, it was uh, twelve hundred dollars, fifteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Don't do that again, you yeah. naughty, you naughty girl. Don't ever do that again. We're done. Four times, four time loser. Four time loser. And she did not go to jail for mm -hmm. my. Inconvenience. That's maybe a letter that doesn't have about, a hole in it. I might put that in my mailbox, otherwise everything goes into the uh, No, exactly. I directly take it into the post office. To the post office and but even then you never know if a letter order or whatever Well, well I've I've had my United Bank compromised a couple times. Mm -hmm. One time I had a five hundred dollar charge from England. <laughs> and I didn't know you went to England. So I, I literally walked into the bank and I said, all right, this is what's up. And they're like, yep, we'll get that taken care of. You're going to see it for a couple of days. Yeah. If anything bounces, we will take care of it. I'm like, you know, yeah. my account's not going to bounce. Yeah, the bank. They're like, we yeah. just need you to know. In a couple of days, you'll have all your money back and it won't be your issue. Yeah, the bank really took care of it for us. They were very good about it. Oh, you know who was it? Hmm. Myers. Oh, yeah. Myers. No, Myers no. had to have the whole police, the police report and everything else. They had to have everything before they would. They should get... right there. Oh, oh, this is funny. Okay, this is funny. No, you can't tell this one here. Oh, no. yeah, you can. Okay. No, you, okay, you guys, you you're guys, going to jail, not me. You are guys you are. Little? You you guys are looking around and seeing the uh thing the wildlife on the walls, the right? Bob, right? Bob White. The Bob mm -hmm. White and the uh uh the sparrow that's yep. up here. And so so we had Allen County Sheriffs here when when this this happened with the bank. And uh the 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 lady sheriff was a veteran. You know, she was a veteran. Yeah. But there was a rookie with her. Twenty years better. Yeah. There was a rookie with her. So he was um it was his job. He has notepad out. He was so efficient. He was so cute. It was like He was like it was what he was taking down the notes, and the whole time he was asking questions. 
and he was taking notes down this veteran sheriff is looking around. Well, I didn't realize it right away until she started. She's kind of, she's looking around. She's kind of smiling. Okay, because there, because there might be. Well, don't, don't do this. There might be. Don't do this. Well, well, well. We'll, we'll talk about that off we'll, air. We'll talk about that off, yeah. off air, but but she was smiling and she she wasn't here for that. She was here for the bank fraud. Right. Is what she was here for. But anyway, it was really fun. Yeah. And the bank really took care of us. Uh Myers did not, but I got my money back eventually. You know, I, I've seen that as a difficult thing when first responders come because you know uh -huh. Yeah. Dawn fell and tore her leg open. Yeah. And yeah. the two firemen yeah. came. She's bleeding yeah. The she, yeah, she's she sitting there like, bleeding, and the yeah. two firemen are like, Hey, what is this place? What do you do here? And she's sitting there giving off the bleeding <laughs> no. Hello. Well, they're not the paramedics, they're just the firemen. They yeah. don't have anything no. else to do. They're not doing the direct pressure yet. So they're yeah. they're like, Tell me about this. So she's sitting there telling them all about the business while they're sitting there going, Ah, the ambulance should be here soon. Starting to feel faint at all? Yeah, faint. Exactly. Tell me what else going on. I um. So now my next question: We talked about what one of your biggest regrets of business was. What is one of your best success stories in business? Well, how do you mean that? Well, yeah. no, I, I mean it in the way that you want it to be. Whether it's, hey, I made the most money at this time, or whether I helped out this person in this situation, whether it's, here's what, my, what are you most proud of? Here's my epiphany that made my business get to the next level. Any, any way you want, what can what I am the most proud of is 80 to 85% of our customers are all repeat customers. Yeah. And, and, and you have to, you have to think. I mean, that says a lot. If someone, Recommend you or and or hires you again, that means a lot. Yeah. We have put roofs on houses that wore out, and we put another roof on their house. We're dealing with kids of who we dealt with their parents, and you know, it's all just over and done with for me. I mean, I had my time, I did what I did. Now I've got my time. Now, did you sell your business? Nope. Our son has it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. She just gave it away scot free. Uh, no questions asked. No. Uh, exactly. no we, 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 we talked about your, uh, your your subs and all that. So he earned he earned, he earned it business. the hard he earned it the hard way one one nail at a time. Yeah. Yeah. He had to drive up to my house for a ten minute sanding job on drywall. Well, I would have done that, but I was busy. I know. You and I think you and I were doing something. Uh, probably, probably <laughs> so we're leaving the uh, regional finals. Yep. Okay. And my wife has always said, you know, Steve is just the biggest bullshit flirt there is. I'm yep. like, yeah, he, he definitely is. So we're walking behind our JV coach, who's Caitlin's age, Steve. You know, David, I don't know how you do it. You're always coaching with these young, pretty girls. I just don't know how you do it. She turns around, she's like, well, thank you. <laughs> we get to the bar. He goes, hey, honey, I know you don't want to help two old fucks like us, but 
if you could help us, that'd be great. And I'm like, oh. I have that picture on my phone right now. I love that picture. That's a good <laughs> now, picture of us. You and I, we had a couple cocktails. Yes. Yeah. See, see, couple. he's got a command of the language I, I never had. <clears throat> but actually, you and I got out of there just right. Yes. Because that was starting to be filled up with these husband and wife people were coming in there and possibly we weren't being politically correct. So somebody was probably a little loud and a, a little yes. cursing. No shit. Yeah. So Shocking, it, was a, it? it was a bartender. It might have yeah, been. It wasn't me. Yeah, might have we were talking about what Bible study we were going to go with. I, I was talking to Nick on my way down about uh, we had to have a meeting with our, our boss. because She wanted to know exactly what we do. So I had actually suggested that we had it in the podcasting room at Breakroom Therapy because I don't want to go to the office. I have to put on real clothes. So she comes and she brings some new employees she hired and we're upstairs and I drop an F-bomb and I go, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to do my best not to curse, but that probably isn't going to work out real well for me. And she goes, that's all right. We're all adults here. I don't mind. Wow. That's great because it's going to happen. I might be wrong. Yes. But I know the two people that might have taught the F-bomb. Yeah, probably. You're well, I'm going to say that I was one of them. Uh, you probably were. And oh, I think geez. possibly your mom might have said it. I, 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 I would think, honestly, my grandmother reported that my father. Well, really? Oh, yeah. Daddy, Aunt Sue, my, his mom. Oh, yeah, they all. All of them. I mean, not nearly as much as I do, but oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but when you heard it from all three of them. and All the time. Yeah, you just kind of got used to it, just get set. Then. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you know, I was talking to Dawn because you know I love my mom but sometimes talking to her is hard because she doesn't talk to anybody she just talks to Adam and I, I told Dawn I'm like well you know she would get home from work and my aunt would get up from her nap and the three of them would just sit there around the kitchen table and talk to each other for two hours and smoke and chain smoke yeah. so I, I want to get into the business side of things okay. how did you set your pricing Well, they say <clears throat> what you're supposed to do is set your pricing by how busy you are. If you're so busy that you can't keep up, you're supposed to raise your price. I kind of set my pricing. Am I making a good living? And if I'm making what I feel is a good living, I'm charging enough money. And of course, then I started drinking and all Oh, I, I mean, and that's uh, Stephen. It was according to current prices. I was. You talk to other contractors, or yeah. Well, you hear. Well, you give a bid. Somebody wants to do a kitchen. They get three bids, and one's fifteen, one's sixteen, one's seventeen. You kind of, you know, learn from that. Sure. Okay. Well, okay, but but you have to tell them your your line. That you always use. Which one was it? Oh, uh, the line was. I have what, several. Lines. I may not be the lowest price. Oh, sorry. yeah. But okay. I will tell you. Had you done that before? I think I might. <laughs> he already told <laughs> it. Okay, you said you already done that. No, I say he hasn't told me, but I just, oh, just yeah, say, I say some Steve and I have in common. 
Um, we both we both happen to know okay, how to sell yeah, things. I'm not going to be your cheapest bid, and if that's what you're looking for, then you and I are probably not going to do business. But if you're looking for good quality work, good materials, and someone to stand behind the job, then you should think about us doing business. Yep. Well, that's you know, and and the biggest key is to hold yourself to that, right? Like, um, you know, I have a. Again, we go back to my office, right? And my office won't listen to this, but I have a contractor who, you know, he puts a one-year labor warranty on everything that he does, which blows my freaking mind. And, uh, you know, he went in and he he flipped a house in less than a week. I'll tell you that, okay? So there was a few things that weren't perfect. And it comes back in. It's like, hey, this, 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 this. Picks up a bunch of stuff. And I was like... And they're like, oh, you got to fire him. And I was like, no, he, all I have to do is send him back in to go fix those couple things. Like, he'll be fine. It was no questions asked. I was like, hey, I need you to go take care of this. Okay, got it. Oh, is he? And then they're just like, nope, nope, he's got to go. And I was like, no, like, I literally quit. They're, they're wrong. I quit over having to stand behind my, my guy. I was like, I refuse to fire this guy. He's willing to stand behind his work. He's willing to put his name on it. I'm willing to put my name on this guy. Why the hell would you want to fire me? They're the dumbest people I know because, you know, and and again, if they listen, it's whatever. But, you know, so I have a guy who can flip a place in a week, week and a half, let's call it, right? While I have somebody else who's been taking six months now to do the exact same job, if not less. But the quality's great. I don't care that your quality is that much better. Six it's months without rent? That's a shit ton. Like, I don't care who you are. I can't afford that. <laughs> like, well, the, the payments alone you have to make in that six months. Are good. You know, no, it, getting back to standing behind work. Nope. Yep. made a mistake. I stood behind my work. Every time? Every time? 20 that's years on the road, we made a mistake. Oh. Well, that's, and that's good. Luckily, we didn't have that many. I mean, once in a while, you're going to have this. Like, right? After like, 20 years, when they call and say, maybe the roof isn't quite that, okay. Yeah. And yeah. and believe me, we've had customers do that. Hey, that after 20 years, you know, all you long get long. out of your roof, we're not giving you any yeah. more. Yeah. But, but, believe, but lot, there are people who have done this. A lot of roofs. Yeah. I used to know how, I'm going to say I probably did um, at least 10,000, 15,000 square. Well, you got to remember this is 50 years. I'm going to say, in our community, I've been down 25% of the roofs in our community. Well, unfortunately, the fact that I can drive down the street in plain one that I did not work on. Are you the dad that does that? Am I the he one? He does. He is. He is yeah. the one who points out when we're driving by. Oh, yes. Not I just the dad. I did that. The husband. Yeah. Who points out the houses that he's worked on. Oh, I that's me. Point him out to Lizzie. And you did that to me. Too. I, I, I do that to my daughter. I managed yeah. that. Yeah. I did repairs on that. I flipped that. I owned that one. I did that. <laughs> I've been in that house. And she's like, I don't care, dad. And I was like, you will someday. Yep. <laughs> Say, yep. You will someday. Because, you know, someday you're going to look back and go, man, my dad has touched 90% of Grand Rapids, right? Like, in See, one way or another. And you were talking about earlier about how, you know, someone who flips it and 
weeks or whatever it is yeah. they flip it in. Um, our our business was so much different than that. Yeah, we couldn't do that. Well, you, you know, you know, we we had to. With the jobs that we did had to. Well, we, we because we live first of all because we live here, so mm -hmm. anything that was done had to be done forever, not forever, but for many many years to come, because we lived here. What? We lived in the community, and it had to, you know, we, we couldn't. Well, the reputation. Well, and you, and you look at exactly. Like, <laughs> Dave talks about his kitchen, right? And he tell, you know, let's say it's fifteen thousand dollars, and I go, that beautiful kitchen you talk about. Like, uh, there, there's zero chances you're ever going to see me spending fifteen thousand exactly. dollars on a kitchen, exactly. Right? I Unless keep... it was for your own personal self. That's exactly. And hold so that. Exactly. You, you didn't do the. You didn't do the. Uh, MDF board, you didn't, you no. know, like the pre, no. the prefab. No, no, yeah, no. they had MDF back then, but, but they didn't use it. But you're not, you know, you're, you're using the hardwood, you're using these types of things. So, you know, when I go right. to the kitchen, I mean, I'm quoting, I'm quoting my kitchens at 5,500 bucks, right? Like, right. I got six uppers, right. six lowers, and and I got a counter. And that, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. In your situation, that's perfect, yep. and exactly what you have to do. In our situation, that's. Perfect. Oh, it's a you had. Yeah. And you're doing the homeowner yeah. versus the rental, right? Exactly. That's why our business is completely, exactly. you know, I. Any rentals we did, we did for. Oh, right. okay. You never worked for anybody else in the rental, you? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what I say. No. No, because they wouldn't hire us. Because you're too expensive. Steve, because Steve wouldn't do that. You know, I. Right. I, I get it. I, I deal with it on a constant basis. You know, right. I just had a. I woke up this morning, 6 a.m., and then 7 a.m., I had a phone call. Hey, I have these people out here for a roof. There's six layers of shingles on the roof instead of three. Holy Toledo. Every piece of decking is completely rotted, and they're worried that the trusses are going to be bad. And you won't know until you get there. Correct. And so they're like, hey, it's a minimum of $7,000 extra for three extra layers, and plus every piece of decking has to go. And so I, was, I had to call the owner, and I was like, hey, just letting you know, and he's like fifteen thousand bucks for a roof. And he goes, look, the house is worth twenty thousand bucks. No, no chances in my touch. Yeah. I was like, sell an online contract. That's the best thing you can do at this moment, right? Like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. open for you can get out of the house. Right? But you know, I, it, it's in Muskegon. You know, granted, oh. twenty. I say twenty. It's a twenty-five thousand dollar house. It's not. I mean, really, that, that's but what still, it is. You're, still, you're putting you're gonna, fifteen thousand. You're more than half your money into a roof. You might want to do a Jewish lightning. Yep, I was saying, right? Like, sorry, it didn't work. Okay, I probably shouldn't have said that. I, I, I was honestly thinking, burn the damn thing down, start over. Okay, and that's what I meant by that. No. Okay, not any of I doubt there's that many district attorneys listening. Okay, okay, you know, and I mean, we're not saying we're not saying it happens. We're just saying that's what you should do. <laughs> um, you shouldn't do that, but it could happen, and other people could. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's, you know, I told him, I said, wait here. I said, look, you got a roof. I was like, attached a little bit of spot that we have. Are you going to have to edit that, David? No. We, uh, <laughs> I said, you know what? We're very professional here. We don't have to up. And I was like, the only thing I would do is now, I would I would honestly just wait until uh, a windy day or something like that. And shingles fly off. I was like, once you have that, just claim your insurance, right? You're, you're 2500 bucks. You're getting a brand new roof at that point, no matter what the cost is. So I was like, yeah. if they're that damn lucky. I mean, it's six, six layers of shingles. You'll make it lucky, you know. And then we can do a whole other podcast on just insurance. 
Oh, yeah. But we're not going to do that right now. Sure, we're not. David doesn't want to do that. But insurance. I think we ought to do a podcast on mixing how to make oh, various. I agree because I correct. Think, are we not at, at the time of the podcast where I'm supposed to be getting an old fashioned? I think we are at that point. Or, or a Manhattan. And here I thought she was going to forget about that. No. I'm not. Thank you for the drink, Mom. I'm, uh, yeah. you know. So it sounds like we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up and start drinking a little. Uh, bit. Well, I, think that I don't happen. know if that's the case, but either or, or you can verbally over the broadcast tell them how you're making my. No, I think that's a separate podcast. Old fashioned. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I make, will say I think this is probably this is gonna end up being a series. Yeah, so we're just gonna have to do this again to get even more information. I don't think I'm a producer on your podcast, so don't listen to anything I've got to say. Right. Although Henderson, Henderson Construction could we would be sponsor. willing to sponsor that podcast. We do work for beer. We do work for beer. Now, you don't have to really mix beer. We've had some sponsors. Elbert sponsored, sponsored us a growler. Destel Brewing. Uh, Destel Brewing gave us an entire six-pack. Coors Light Ooh, seltzer. An entire six-pack. Entire six pack. Um, Coors Light gave us seltzer, which was Woo-hoo. gross. Yeah. Um, you get a Bud Light seltzer to it? No. Um, Michigan Wine Company yep. gave us their sweet cider. It was delicious. Grand, Grand Armory. Mike thinks we should go out to Michigan Wine Company and do a day podcast because you know they're only open just you know. Yeah. Um, Grand Armory had us up for a tour. So while we're having the meeting today, the new girl, Emily is her name. See, I remembered. She saw the Grand Armory sticker. She goes, That's a really good place. And I went. Yeah, we had a lot of fun there. They gave us a tour of the uh, brewery, and we drank beer that was bottled the day before, and it was awesome. The day of, it might have been the day of. I think that we can do just a little bit better than that in sponsoring. We're always happy for a sponsor. Are you, are you making me an old-fashioned? I don't think. Uh, yeah, me, me letting him drink fried beer is okay. a true sponsor. Yes. The bitters are on top. I may have bought some of the beer that Nick um, was drinking. But it's... I mean, my wife has done that as well. And yes. that technically a sponsorship. And that's okay. There should be. Oh, they're getting kind of real serious. Nick, you want me to wrap this up? Okay. He's so, thank you so much. Say like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone. We appreciate all the feedback. We appreciate our great guests for hosting us tonight. And uh, we look feel, forward to next week. How'd you feel about your likes? My likes was oh, sorry, Cider Boys. Sorry, the same Palm Cherry. You know, it was like candy, so it made it a little bit different for me. Um, it was okay. Yeah, it's a you know, I the first one I was like, ah, wasn't what I wanted because I was feeling Bud Light, and then the rest of them went down really well. I will, I will say I'm I'm impressed with the Black Butte, not alcoholic. That was that was really good. My, so my mix of different Cider Boys was good. You like those? Yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us again. We'll get this one posted soon-ish. I'll say soon-ish because I still haven't posted Charlie's episode from Wednesday because I'm kind of behind on things. But uh, as usual, we will hopefully be joining you next Tuesday. We're going to have possibly a special guest in the studio to talk about coins, if not next Tuesday, the Tuesday after. 
Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. You've dialed in to Box and Brews. You might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks. And, and brews. brews. Bucks and brews. <laughs>